You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Welcome to the pinnacle of wrestling entertainment, Premier Streaming Network. Join us at watchonpremier.com to unlock the ultimate wrestling experience, curated to perfection. Immerse yourself in the spectacular world of wrestling history, where classic battles and unforgettable moments are at your fingertips. Join us today and experience the epitome of curated wrestling content, because when it comes to wrestling entertainment, Premier sets the standard. Be Premier. All right, here we go. In three, two. Jizz is organic. Everybody to the mind of the meanie, your weekly peek into the world according to former WWE superstar and ECW original, the Blue Meanie. We'll cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge, all contained in the mind of the meanie. I am your tour guide, Josh Chernoff, and he is the Blue Meanie. Meanie, what's on your mind? I am uh, composing myself from the pre-show banter. Uh, <laughs> Oh, it's going to be one of those uh, days. Maybe leave it in, maybe? <laughs> yeah, why not? Fuck it. That'll be a good uh, wake up for uh, whoever tunes in on Monday morning and hears that. Um, <laughs> why not? Uh, we won't call the episode Hitting that. the wrong buttons uh, left and right. <laughs> but it worked out. Story It worked life. out. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, hey, we're here. It's episode yeah. 43. We're here physically. Yeah. Uh, Mentally, that's another story. Mentally, I've got a full thing of coffee here that I haven't even touched yet. Uh, I got my thermos I I, I scorched my tongue with. Oh, yeah. That's... Holy shit, that does keep keep the fucking temperature. Jesus Christ. Man, that's good. Yeah, mine does too. This is is like my go-to because it keeps it... It'll be warm by the end of our episode. So that's like four or five hours. Um, yeah, I wanted to bring up my coffee mug, but I was afraid to fucking spill it and ruin the carpet that Mrs. Meanie just, just <laughs> fucking cleaned. Hey, dear, you know that carpet you just cleaned? <laughs> well, he got cleaned again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I didn't mean it. <laughs> no, seriously, man. Fucking allergies. Fucking. I love I, I love this. I love that it's getting a little bit warmer, but I don't know what it is. My, my fucking allergies are haywire. I'm fucking blowing my nose left and right. And I'm sure the, like I said before the show, is like we should call the episode, how do you spell, you know, because it's, <laughs> it's going to be one big sniffle fest. And, uh, and it's, it's not, and like, you know, sniffle and people go, blow your nose. And I'm like, I fucking blew my nose. If I blew my nose anymore, I'd need to fucking smoke a cigarette. You know, <laughs> what the fuck? Just, um, <laughs> yeah, just, uh, oh, I man. blew it. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know what, yeah. uh, sniffles and all, we're, we're happy to have you with us here, Meanie. Um, like oh, I said, thank you. 
episode 43 of Mind of the Media. Weird. We are, we are uh, only a few more months until we've had as many episodes as you've had years on this earth. And oh. uh, yeah, we're, that's a good uh, correlation. Um, it's it's uh yeah it's it's kind of crazy. So it's all downhill from there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it was downhill from down. episode one. Was kind of the. Uh, but oh, I yeah. like that. It's like a roller coaster, right? Like the good part's not going up to the top. The good part's not. Going <laughs> the good part is the downhill. So as far as I'm concerned, it's all downhill on my the meaning. Depends on what part what, what park the uh, roller coasters in. Is it the Six Flags or is it like Clementon Park? I don't know. <laughs> Just uh, well, either maybe it's like a. Uh, sometimes I feel like the mind of the meanie is more like a log flume. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you hit the bottom and you end up soaking wet. Um, what? Son of a bitch. <laughs> and then you need a shower afterwards. Uh, <laughs> Because sometimes there's not enough toilet paper. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Fuck. Sting's uh, banging on my door going, you're destroying the rainforest. With all this <laughs> trees are coming for toilet paper. Fuck oh. you, Sting. Uh, Steve Singer. <laughs> no. Can, we, no. can this be a, a headline on, uh, on WrestleZone? <laughs> Meanie says, fuck you, Sting. <laughs> it sounds like a fucking uh, kayfabe news uh, com- uh, headline. Ah, so like, he says, "Fuck you, Sting," and it turns out to be Steve, uh, the other Sting. Well, it's like a, uh, it's like right out of the after mags. Do you know how Sting got his name, the singer? Uh, no. He, and this is, uh, it's not rumor in the way. I actually heard this on the actual music show, music shows. First day with the new mouth. Sorry, he used to play bass for the singer Billy Ocean. You know, get yeah. Out of, yeah. Back in the day, Billy Ocean get out of my dreams guy. and into my car. Yeah, he's been yeah. singing for a while. Sting played bass in his band, and he would always wear this yellow and black fucking sweater <laughs> to the gigs or whatever. <laughs> and they say he looked like a fucking bumblebee, so they start calling him Sting. And that's your useless knowledge. Excellent. We need yeah, a useless man. knowledge. Uh, dun, 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 dun. One of those type of, you know. Oh, yeah. We definitely yeah. need one of those. All right. I'll get to work on that. Hey, who are, who, are, who on our uh, Patreon group are we manipulating into doing sound effects for us? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, hey, uh, wanted to talk to you. You sent me over something the other day, smarting me up <laughs> to something on Cameo. Um, and you, you have all the inside information on Cameo because you're on Cameo at Cameo.com slash Blue Meanie. BWL. There you go. And, I just uh, did one last night, yeah. Uh, and Was there another Blue Meanie? Is that why you're Blue I, Meanie BWL? I figured, you know, it's just easier since my Twitter's Blue Meanie BWO just to have it across all boards. So I get to say... So the only one that doesn't have BWO is Pro Wrestling Tees, right? Right. Okay. Because that's, that's before I got into the whole. Yeah. In the beginning. Be- I'm sorry. What was that? Well, I was on Twitter and I was the Blue Meanie with two E's because some jerk off sat on the word, sat on the Blue Meanie and he didn't even <laughs> use it. Man. Some fucking kid or whatever. <clears throat> so uh, when I start doing, uh, when me and uh, Stevie were going to do uh, ECW Unreleased Volume 3 for WWE. Uh, Joey Styles was, you know, saying, "Hey, you should uh, 
suggested that I, you know, redo my uh, social media to say mm-hmm. Blue Meanie BWO because the Blue Meanie at the time was way too confusing. Yeah, because people would just so write I swear- Blue Meanie instead. Yes, and I, I went to, uh, I, I switched to Blue, Blue Meanie BWO, and then from that, and I already had the pro wrestling tees, so, but uh, maybe I guess, nah, I don't want to fuck that up, you know. I already, no, no, there's no reason, but because I can't remember it, you have to change it? No, come on. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, so I, I just started doing that across all social media, just so I go, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Blue Meanie BWO. Yes. Know? I can remember that. It's Blue Meanie BWO ever. But anyway, so Cameo, your Cameo.com slash Blue Meanie BWO. Word um, up. I oh, am uh, cameo. Cameo.com slash not sending me any emails when I reach out uh, inquiring about joining Cameo. Um, so, hey, Cameo. The fuck? Um, <laughs> but so Meanie sent me over a young man by the name of Virgil, fan of Breadsticks. And all things meat sauce. Um, yeah, and, and fuck money. Yeah, Virgil uh, Virgil did a cameo. Um, that's, ma- that's making the rounds. Yeah, it's... Uh, do you think we can play it? Why not? I mean, I mean we didn't... We didn't- we didn't seek this out. This is already on social media. So. Yeah, so we can we can put... Let me, let me bring it up. I probably should have thought about that beforehand. But uh, let's see where you sent it to. Oh, here you go. Here's where you sent it to. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I think there's no reason why we can't play this here. Let's let's make sure that I'm uh, connected to my. He put it on Bluetooth social media. Device. Uh, okay, we are paired. Here we go. This is WWF wrestling superstar Virgil and Living Keller. I would like to give a shout out to In and In Auctions, and I like to tell them. Back in the day, I burned a photo on live TV of a jerk. If he wasn't a jerk, I wouldn't have burned it, but he was a jerk. And if you had a photo of the same jerk, you would burn it too. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Now. Okay. Because when you do cameo, they could give you... Like bullet points and uh, sort of a script to read as you're doing it. I wonder if is that the photo? I mean, I mean, is that the promo they sent him, or was that yeah, him so, just freelancing? So, so here's what I, that felt a lot like freelancing uh, and free something elseing, uh, which we'll talk about in a second. But so I googled Virgil Burns photo WWF right. Oh, okay. Nothing came up. Not. Now, I remember things like we talked about, I think, last week, right? We talked about the how do you spell man, (laughs) V-I-R-G-I-L, right? Which you sent me. Which I sent you. Yeah. I remember these random things. I have no recollection of burning a photo. What the fuck is he talking about? Uh, I don't know. Somebody fucking put some edibles in his meat sauce. I don't know. So here's the other thing. Not only was he, uh, I mean, this. <laughs> so you sent it to me, and I, my response to you was like, what? Like, what, what is he even talking about? I was like, look for it. Yep. And uh, that man. Uh, Virgil. Virgil. Man. Is that, 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 that's how you spell, 
That's how you spell man. Uh, well, his ball is out. Yeah. Um, Virgil's, yeah. Uh, at this point, it's, uh, it's not, we don't know if it's the left, right, or God blessed him with a middle uh, testicle, but one of them seems to be through a hole in his shorts. Uh, appears- if, he had three balls, he'd be, if he had three balls, he could be a pawnbroker. <laughs> That's a deep cut. <laughs> oh man! So, um, yeah, no, he's. Uh, what does that mean? <clears throat> yeah, he's hanging brain for for. <clears throat> I'm gonna see. I mean, yeah. it's kind of for the Patreon Virgil, members. <laughs> Virgil wasn't wearing his good shorts that day. That hey, man's you know what? Ball is just straight up hanging out uh, in this cameo. Um, yeah. So basically, Virgil's ball can get a cameo account, but I can't. Um, <laughs> That's nuts. <laughs> Literally. So, um, <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? Yeah, Virgil. At least I had the decency to have my balls fall out on Raw. I know, you. dude. That's the thing, kids these days. You know, like. Everybody, everyone, everyone can have their balls hanging out nowadays, you know, because a cameo like no one appreciates the lengths you had to go to to make your balls accessible worldwide back in the day. There was no balls there was on no the cameo. Balls there was no Twitter. The you know, nobody was was hacking into your account to get all of your nudes and post them online, <laughs> you know. But uh, yeah, so dude, all that, you had to do is put on uh Put on Raw. Yeah. Or in Philly, Channel 48, because my balls fell out in ECW, too. <laughs> Can you... Let's make this easier. Can you name two places your balls have never fallen out? <laughs> uh, no. Right. Uh, <laughs> dude, we were in... Um, oh, my God. The Ross... Uh, I want to say the Ross Raver Fieldhouse. Or, no, no. The Briarridge Fieldhouse or something. Right south of Philly. Uh, somebody hit me. I took a bump. I'm laying there selling dead, and my fucking, one of my nuts fell out. And uh, <laughs> <clears throat> Pee Wee Moore's in the ring. Jim Molino's on the outside of the ring. And Jim Molino goes, Pee Wee, tell me his balls are hanging out. Pee Wee runs around, looks up my crotch, runs back to Jim and goes, No. <laughs> <laughs> He just lay there, let me fucking air condition it. Uh, And then uh, I want to say the time uh, either me and Stevie, me and Chad Austin wrestled the gangsters or the time me and Stevie wrestled the gangsters at the arena. Mm -hmm. It might have been that. No, 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 it wasn't that because I was wearing overalls. We were doing the God ones. Uh Mustafa picked me up for a body slam and my nuts fell out on his shoulder. <laughs> and uh, you see the whole fucking uh, bleacher go, uh. Oh, man. <laughs> Just, yeah, but uh, never on Cameo. No. You know, Cameo, no. I'm, I'm, from the, I'm from the chest up. <laughs> for good reason. Yeah. Um, it's like I'm doing this podcast. I'm not wearing pants. Yeah. Um, I'm not even wearing a shirt. This is a tattoo. <laughs> um, you fucking one-upper. So, uh, uh, Fight TV sent me um, some swag because, I mean, nice. no big deal, but I get swag. 
they sent me a fight hoodie. Um, nice. Really nice, really comfortable. The only thing is it's not a zip-up. And oh. I was going to even wear it on the show today. I was like, yeah, why don't I wear it? It'll be nice and warm. But it's like I kind of felt like an uncircumcised penis uh, because <laughs> the hood is all like was like all up on here, and I would just get kind of, you know, I'd like disappear into it. So it's I would like be... to thank Mrs. Meany for turning me on to zip-up hoodies. Because I used to always oh. wear, I like what, I would always wear hoodies, but it was always the fucking pullover. Yeah. Kind. And it's like, yeah, yeah it's I like used to zip, zip up is it's just so much more convenient. Yeah, I used to do the pullover as well, but um, I can't even remember when I, I started wearing, but this has been my like, for as much as like, if you were say making an action figure out of me, uh, of me, where the, what, where is it? There it is over there. <laughs> I'm trying to point to it and I'm like mirrored here. Um, you know, I've got the custom ties. I've got the suit. You know, it's kind of like a, a look that I have there. As our Patreon members know, because I don't get all dressed up for our more casual hangouts here. Um, this is my, like, especially in the quarantine, this is my go-to. Like, I am wearing a t-shirt, gym pants, and a hoodie that is either Sosa Chernoff or Mind of the Meanie branded. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, that's pretty You're much just it. missing a whistle. You What's just that? need a whistle. Yeah. You just need a whistle to, you know. Speak. Yep. I'm here. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm coach. Accentuate. Um, no, I, I, but prior to the world ending, um, yeah. I would say my go-to was like a polo shirt and jeans. I was, it was just so, I would get like, and I'm talking like old Navy polo shirt, not a polo polo shirt. Um, but I just had like every color imaginable. And it was like, if it was winter, I was wearing, you know, jeans. And if it was summer, I was wearing shorts. And like, uh, and if it was, you know, early 90s, I was wearing shorts. Um, but, <laughs> and I also, my other, my other outfit of choice, and then we'll get to yours now that we're talking all about this for whatever reason. Um, Fashion. Um, I have plaid shirts. Like, like, I'm, uh, like, I'm part of the flock. Um, it's ravens, not the seagulls. Um, yeah, but no, like I I have plaid shirts, all I would ever wear before like the hoodie stuff. Like if I was just hanging out, it would be a t-shirt, like a plain t-shirt or, and just some form of plaid. I was just always wearing that to the point where when my daughter was like, as young as she was when she first started talking, we went to the mall and there was, we we're cutting through one of the, I don't know if it was like a JC Penney's or something like that. And there's a mannequin and she goes, he's wearing a daddy shirt. Cause it, he was wearing like a plaid. <laughs> um, That's cool. But I don't do that anymore because here we are um, in the <laughs> apocalypse. And well, also back then I didn't have branded merchandise that I, <laughs> that I could wear. Um, what's your, what's your go-to like street clothes attire? Dude, I like back in the day, I had no sense of fucking fashion. Yeah. I mean, I certainly just described my sense of fashion. Just, uh, like high school, like in the nineties, I wore like Zubaz or anything that was (laughs) primarily close to even like the knockoff Zubaz or Mm -hmm. whatever they were fucking called. Uh, shirt, uh, hoodie. So it's, it's funny, fun fact, uh, Legion of Doom actually, uh, created the Zubaz 
Um, them, them along Demo- with Dan Marino. Demolition were the ones who did the knockoffs. <laughs> um. Anyway, you are correct, sir. Um. It wasn't in ECW. I had no fucking fashion sense. I would wear like cut off sweatpants and stuff like that. Like <laughs> totally, ball, totally balls Mahoney it and stuff yeah. like that. And just uh, yeah, like, he was like cut off sweatpants and stuff like that. It's just like eh, I don't know. It wasn't until like like it later. Like I was like, oh, you know what? I should probably be an adult and start wearing fucking jeans and uh, <laughs> and stuff like that. But uh, yeah. Uh, Nowadays, my it's, it's primarily if it's winter, it's just jeans, t-shirt, hoodie. I'm sorry, real quick. I need a ge- did did you say balls? You spell man V I R G I L. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, dude, I can't be- can't believe you had the balls to do that. Uh, <laughs> At least one that we know of. Oh my god, it was just like he sat in gum. Oh. It was like, this dude, how do you not feel that? How um, do you not know that one of your testicles is poking through an otherwise relatively small hole? Now, I looked into this deeply uh, yeah. because that's what I'm willing to do for the pod squad. But Research. Uh, yeah, I'm researching. Um, it's, uh, I researched for That Was Extreme, and I researched Virgil's balls. Um, for, that- for This Is Extreme, it's you know, pages and pages of notes. And then uh, for this show, it's just a, a round circle and a piece of paper with, like, fuzz drawn <laughs> on it. Hey, I didn't see any fuzz. You know why, Meanie? Because he goes to Manscaped. Yeah. Manscaped.com. It's promo time, everybody. Valentine's Day is upon us, fellas. So make sure you're ready for wherever the night may take you. Our friends at Manscaped, the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming, are here to tell you that all you need to use are the best tools for the job so you can be ready for anything on that special day. All right, Meanie, let's talk about this for a minute. Two million men are already trusting Manscaped products to groom and make sure you're one of them. Okay, well, I know you're one of them. <laughs> Such a great transition. Yeah, that's uh, that's right, Josh Aronoff. Uh, when I want to uh, hedge, uh, you know, uh, hedge the field, there uh, I use Manscaped. Uh, no, seriously, uh, Manscaped does a lot of good work here. Uh, they go the Mrs. Mimi route. She brought up a, a very good point last time. Uh, Manscaped raises a lot of money for testicular cancer and. And uh, different charities and stuff like that. So, with every purchase, you're helping others in need. I mean, I, I, I could go the, you know, uh, you know, either way on this, you know, because I get, I love a good fucking ball joke. Uh, but uh, yeah, man, they do a lot of good work and uh, they have quality products uh, for you, you know, below the belt and uh, and sometimes above the belt. They got the uh, ear uh, trimmers, the nose trimmers, everything. They get they the complete package over there at Manscaped for uh, all your essential uh, manscaping needs. Yeah, let's talk all about that. The perfect package 3.0 is what you're alluding to, Meanie. Uh, it comes with, check this out, without even all the other stuff involved, you're going to get Manscaped boxers that'll keep your junk feeling fresh all day. But let's talk a little bit about what's in the perfect package 3.0, full of the best products to keep you looking, smelling, and feeling nice. 
It's led by their revolutionary third generation lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, which has advanced skin safe technology and features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. It's cutting edge, it's not cutting balls. It's also waterproof, which prevents a mess on the bathroom floor and in the sink. I assume they're talking about grooming something else or how tall are you that you're making that mess in the sink? Especially when it's time for uh, Challenge for accepted. to shoot his arrow. And let's be real. You've smelled the worst down there before. That's why I'm thankful. Thankful for the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. These products keep our boys from sweating, smelling, and sticking. And these products smell good, or as Booker T would say, good. They're mainly, they're man, their manly scent is attractive and will help set the mood if you know what I mean. They mean so someone will have sex with you. The Perfect Package <laughs> 3.0 will also come with the boxers I mentioned before. It's time to upgrade those overused pair of boxers to Manscaped's high-performance anti-chafing boxers. Easily the comfiest boxers I've ever had. That is true. They sent me a medium and a large, and I gotta tell you, <laughs> it's large. And complete the, the boxers. And complete your grooming game with the new refined cologne signature scent by Manscaped. Yeah, that's right. With the same signature scent that's in all Manscaped formulas, this cologne is a perfect complement to the collection. This is the perfect package for your perfect package. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code MEANY at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Again, that's 20% off and free shipping with the promo code MEANY at manscaped.com. 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Just use that promo code MEANY. How many other ways can I say it? Happy early Valentine's Day. Mazel tov for what this is going to do for you. Pops and corks. Mmm. Popping something, right? Yeah, man. Happy to have yeah, Manscaped no. back as a sponsor. Yeah. Not, not worse than taking off your underwear and smell like fucking onion balls. Mm. Just fucking... Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I keep garlic in my underpants, so I that's it's a different scent. Um, well, you got a fucking vampire fetish? What the fuck you got over? I'm keeping them away. It's not a fetish. Yeah, well, there, there you go. Yeah. Come on now. <laughs> I stand corrected. So. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want yeah, but it's true. Uh, Miss, what? <laughs> what? No, it's true. Mrs. Meanie brought it up. I, I feel bad that like we haven't brought it up. They do a lot of stuff for charity and stuff like that, like uh, with for testicular cancer. In fairness like to them, they don't include that in their ad read. So, <laughs> you know. Well, there you go. But they do. They're <laughs> they're they're actually they're an awesome company. Um, yeah. And we can have all kinds of fun and talk about balls and and whatnot, but. Everybody should be at least looking for proper grooming products, you know. I'm sure everybody, we all have our, our favorite shampoo, our, you know, yeah. we have our, our favorite deodorant. Um, yes. But sometimes you need to look at it and say, okay, well, I've been using the same product since, you know, some people use the same one since high school. You go, all right, is that what you want? Get you want to smell like, a, like yeah. a high school kid? No. Yeah. Yeah. What what was the popular high school? Uh, what was the popular deal? I could, did you come up in the era of Axe body spray? Uh, I was pre Axe body spray because um, that was like a thing for a while. Where it's like, holy shit! Yeah, I was uh, trying to think what there was. I know there was like Calvin Klein had stuff going on. Um, 
I'm trying to think what uh, it would. So I so my mom used to uh, uh, sell Mary Kay products at okay. a time in her life, and uh, so I actually used like for, as far as cologne, I used the Mary Kay men's cologne because my mom had a, a box of them just sitting there. So that was so I used that. Um, but then I think I also used um, I don't know some like I don't really remember what I used. I don't really do cologne, you know. I do for special occasions. Special occasions, I'll break it out. I've got a bottle in my medicine cabinet. I have no idea the <laughs> brand of it. Um, I, my wife got it for me once upon a time, and it's just there. Um, but uh, maybe I should take the hint. Um, when I was in high school, the, the fucking uh, cologne that everybody wore was like uh, Jacquard Noir or whatever. No. It was like in a black bottle or whatever. Must be and then, my time. The only reason why I wore it is because like... You know, as a kid in Lake City, and going to, you know, me and my buddies would go to the arcade, you know, trying to meet chicks and stuff like that. And yeah. that one girl goes, eh, not <laughs> um, "Put your best cologne on, go to the arcade." I started after start wearing that cologne after I heard some chick go, uh, "I love Jacquard Noir," and I was like, "Oh well, well." I ran out and fucking bought a bottle and fucking doused myself in this shit. <laughs> Yeah, you know, thinking I was going to, I th- thinking it was like some kind of pheromone spray, yeah. you know, and it didn't work. <laughs> hey, it all worked out for you in the long run, right? I had dry balls. No, I'm sorry. Um, like, like no, you but, know where Chris Rocky you gotta say that shit like you mean it, you know? <laughs> now you so, got dry balls. So everybody who's listening to this, if you're a Mind of the Meanie listener, uh, we Hopefully. we encourage you to go to manscaped.com. Use the promo code Meanie. Get 20% off plus free shipping. Um, their products are actually fantastic. They do have, they have the, uh, the ear hair trimmer, the nose hair trimmer. Uh, and I'm sure by the time I, I, I get to Meanie's age, I also will be utilizing that. But right now, I'm not. Um, I was going to say, I'm, I'm getting to that age where I, I <laughs> got to start trimming the ears and fucking yeah. nose and shit. Like hey, so there's no I'm, shame I'm, in that. I'm getting into fucking. Uh, uh, what's his name? Abe Vigoda territory here. <laughs> the fucking ear hair. Here's the thing. There's no shame <laughs> in in the fact that you grow that hair. There's shame in not cutting the hair. And that's yeah. why you have to go to manscaped.com promo code meanie so that we can take care of you there. Um, I'm getting I'm getting hair in places I don't want hair. Yeah. Uh, Tell me about it. Left nipple. <laughs> that's it. Only left nipple. No chest hair. No anything. It's just the left nipple. That is not true. I forgot what movie true. it was. They're, I forgot what movie it was. They're talking about oh, the guys had <laughs> the movie. Some movie. They're like the guy had his nose hairs were so long when he sneezed it looked like a party favor. <laughs> <laughs> I forget who said that. I wish I could credit them, but you know. Nah, we'll just say. Or um, like you know, people have the fucking nose hair that looks like the the fucking straw man sitting on the picket fence, like <laughs> one coming out each side, you know. Oh, like that? Yeah, it's. I mean, nobody needs that. Um, Meanie and I are both men of a certain eyebrow, and uh, yeah, you know, and so you know, I know I'm familiar with wanting to make sure that I'm keeping things under control. Um, nobody. <laughs> I mean, he's stroking, stroking his eyebrows like it's a, like he's. Uh, I'm trying a to tame him. There's a what's that? I'm trying to tame him. 
You got to do the old, uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, join Patreon to know what I just did. Um, um, hey, it's weird let's... weird I uh, see myself without glasses anymore. It's what? so weird. I took my glasses off to do what you just did because yeah. I didn't want to get my glasses. It's like I see myself without glasses, and it's like I almost don't recognize myself anymore. It's weird. Well, you know what? Like, I don't think I'd, like, recognize you either because you're you're either wearing glasses or you're wearing your, your uh, yeah, like... You know what? When I see you without the glasses, you look just like the dude from all the pictures you post from like when you were a kid going to like conventions and stuff. Like I did a face swap app or uh-huh. something with the, my high school uh, self. Yeah, it, it's it's funny though because you do you have the glasses, but you're known worldwide for having like the raccoon eyes. Uh, yeah, as blue meanie. So it's it's now I remember there was one time we, we were this back February first. Uh, 2020 almost a year ago when we did the on the ropes interview together uh look at your memory yeah the night that uh uh that changed both of our lives forever um changed mine i can tell you legitimately um because that's what sparked you know this um yeah but you took a picture with calvin um and uh there it is and uh I don't have any lips, so I can't really do it. No. <laughs> oh, man. That's a different part. Um, <laughs> but, uh, um, no, but, but, uh, I, I remember you, you took a photo with Calvin and you were dressed in your blue meanie gimmick and you had the makeup on, but you were also wearing your glasses. And, like, we took, like, a picture and then you're like, Oh shit! Oh, I'm wearing my glasses. Hold on, let's do another one. You took your glasses off. I didn't even realize you were wearing your glasses because they just blended in with your. Yeah. But uh, but I have that picture. Maybe we'll post that on our uh, Patreon page. Yeah. Eh, we can do that social media for everybody. As mentioned. Uh, for everyone. Yeah. Yes. As mentioned. Um. Yeah. So what else is on your mind? Uh, we were oh. talking about your clothing before. There was a perfect transition into. Uh, Going from Virgil's smooth uh, lone testicle to uh, to Manscaped, he calls that. I call my testicle lone wolf. It just fucking just went off on its own into the fucking uh, wilderness. There, uh, some might say it was, exited I, the wilderness. You don't know what was going, what's going on under that. Uh, you know, dude, where was that video shot? Because it looks like it was shot under duress. It's like, <laughs> it does. It's like this is we gave you a mattress, isn't that enough? Like yeah. that's what it looks like. Blink tw- blink the blink your coordinate coordinates, Virgil. Uh let's know where you're at. Like uh, uh you know, back in the day if there's like a hostage photo, you know, this uh like this military people were taught to do like a like a, a hand gesture to like mm-hmm. let them know, you know, if they're being mistreated or not or something. Let us know. Are they are they treating you well, Virgil? Yeah, that's yeah. why he's got one ball out. You know, that's a that's a uh, <laughs> universal sign for something. Yeah, the stress. Or uh, maybe no stress. His balls are just fucking. Well, here's the thing. You have to imagine um, <laughs> he's free balling in those shorts. Yeah. There's no scenario where that testicle worked its way out of boxers and then out of the, the hole in his in his shorts. So you know, you know there's lint. It's just all fucking mm. fuzzballs on lint. Oh. 
like gum on a carpet. Just fucking, <laughs> you know, just fucking. Man. Ugh. Can this episode be called, How Do You Spell Balls? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to write that Operator, down. Operator, what's the number for 911? Uh, <laughs> no, seriously. I, I, I rib Virgil, but uh, not like he uh, didn't. Like watching that video, dude, I did. I did the Iron Sheik roast uh, at Caroline's Comedy Club in New York, uh, and oh, I would Virgil like to have been there for that. Oh, Virgil was on the panel, and uh, so it's like uh, all these amazing comics, like Tony Hinchcliffe, Tanger Goldstein. Uh, I'm blanking on a couple other names, but the the wrestlers were uh, Mean New Jack, Virgil, Nikolai Volkov. And uh, it was like, I was the only pro wrestler there who knew how to fucking roast work. <laughs> like, like people are roasting these guys. And, like, New Jack is like, that shit ain't funny. You know? I was, <laughs> and then, like, I, I'm in between Virgil and New Jack. And New Jack's like, that shit ain't funny. And then Ner- Virgil's like, these motherfuckers talking shit. I'm like, oh, no. I was like, oh, no. Man. So they fucking put me up last. Like, I don't know why, you know, Man. as far Man as like event. the wrestlers, like, like as far as like wrestlers and you know, the wrestlers and comedians, uh, I, I was the last wrestler mm-hmm. and I went up there and my opening line was just like, hi, I'm the blue meanie and I'm the only wrestler up here uh, who knows how to roast fucking works. And <laughs> Cause like Virgil went up there to roast people. He's like, how many of you motherfuckers been in a WrestleMania? I just raised my hand. Just... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, I did a lot of shit just to pop, you know, the boys too. I was like, I'll, hey, New Jack, I'll give you 20 bucks to come up here and punch me in the face so I can see some fucking stars on this stage. <laughs> <You know? laughs> shit like that. Just like. Uh, that's know. awesome. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was cool. Hey, dude, actually. Uh, Comedy Central was recording it. Oh. And uh like could... there's like a there's like a still of it on the old uh Chris Hardwork show at midnight. Mm-hmm. But it was never and like it was never it, it was recorded, but they showed like a clip and you see me on the stage and stuff like that with oh, next sweet. to uh Yeah, it's pretty cool. There's a lot of good comedians on there. I'm fucking mad that I can't I can't think the... of it right now. <laughs> I, I'm I'm just saying because I remember the um the roast of Britch Pritchard uh, the roast of Britch Pritchard uh you all remember Britch right he's a great guy um the roast of Bruce Pritchard at Starcast in his britches yeah um and I remember thinking that a lot of the people that were on the stage there that were roasting people didn't get the other side of the roast, which is that you get roasted, that the roasters get roasted the entire time, you know, by everybody. And then they get up and they roast everybody. And they all seemed like kind of like confused by that, you know? Um, It's just cutting promos. Yeah. There was, there were some really good ones there though, but uh, it's a good one. I encourage you to go to, uh, to either sign up for ad free shows or go to, uh, sign up for Fight TV to go check out uh, the archives of Starcast. Oh, they did. Me. My uh, camera just went away. Yeah, guess, and we're back. 
And we're back. And we're back. <sighs> That's why we don't do anything live. Um, they did. Uh, did they? They did. They did one for Bruce, and then they did one for uh, Pat Patterson, right? Well, Pat was there. It, it, oh, Pat okay. was part of that. Because I want to say Taylor Taylor Williamson fucking slayed at that one. He uh, well, he wrote everyone's shit. They all yeah. took. They all took his stuff, and then by the time yeah. he got up there, he had very very few things. But it was oh man, he was so good. So well, I guess I guess that's a good point of writing jokes for everybody else. You have retorts. Mm-hmm. I could tell him to say this, and then I'll say that. But I don't think that was even what happened. From according to him, people like showed up and didn't know what a roast was, and didn't have any material. So he was just like handing material over, like jokes he had made for people. He was like giving jokes to Pat Patterson, giving jokes to this one, that one. Um, but it, it, you know, yeah, he's a funny killed. dude. He is a funny, funny guy. I Tyler love Williamson. him. I love him dearly. I just want to pick him up and. Give him a little hair tussle, you know. All right, cute, cute little fella. Right. But uh, we'll do, do that, man. Do it. No, I'm not getting in your way. Well, do whatever, do whatever you want to do. Do you ever see the photo <laughs> of him in his underwear sitting with Heidi Klum? It's like the cutest fucking thing ever. He's like sitting in a pair of tidy whiteies. Uh, I have him. actually, yeah. I think he has One of the it top like models pinned in the world. to his. Uh... Yeah. Such a fucking character. how how's how are his testicles in that picture? Are they uh he's wearing nothing but tidy whiteies yet managed to keep both of them in? And he managed to keep them white. That's why I can't. I, hey, he managed. To, t- let me tell you something. He managed to not. That man's sitting in a bed with Heidi Klum. Yes. I, that is a six to midnight moment, if there ever was one. <laughs> the fact that he was able to. Uh, <laughs> But I, you know, I just, I don't know. It's either quarter after four or Mickey's got a hard on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> in the words of George Carlin. Um, uh, Devin sure Miller from Patreon says, uh, Dan St. Germain killed at the roast. He did. He was hilarious. Do you remember him? He just, he texted me last night. Yeah. Dan St. Germain. Wait, he texted you. Sup? I, so, <laughs> you up? <laughs> no, he uh, he sent me. I guess he's watching old ECW. He asked me what it was like to be ringside for uh, or be a part of the Cactus Jack Jericho match. Ask him like if he wants to be on that was extreme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was like, oh, he brought that. Yeah, dude, he was fucking fearless. Yeah. Um, so originally that was supposed to be the Ric Flair roast too, right? No, the so. Ric Flair roast was supposed to happen in the Snake Bit. Uh, Vegas. Right. Um, so okay. here's the thing with Vegas, man. That StarCast was awesome, but yeah. was supposed to have been so much more awesome than, yeah. than it was. Uh, and I just felt so bad for everyone involved because it was, you know, circumstances beyond their control. You know, there was, uh, like when Jericho wasn't there for his thing, you know, it, it, it screwed it up, but unfortunately, that just was what it what it was. It wasn't an intentional. They're supposed. What's that? They're supposed to have Undertaker, and he couldn't. Was do it Undertaker it. supposed to have Kurt, Kurt Angle? Angle. Um, Rick Flair, Flair. Had he had a health issue. Um, and uh, well, Devin's saying we should get Dan Dan St. Germain on uh, on here. Yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah. Fuck that I'm was extreme. 
What? <laughs> no, we actually <laughs> fuck that brand we're trying to build. Um, no, I, in all seriousness, uh, I think we're going to do, we're going to do some fun stuff for episode 50. Uh, we haven't yeah. talked at all about it. Uh, no. but let's, uh, I'll write it down as an option. I want to get, I want to get Sam, I want to get Sam in on here sometime, but he's so technologically, yeah, he, uh, not prepared. We're going to get Sam in on here when the world gets back to normal and we decide to record a show live from a convention. I feel like that's when we're going to end up getting Sandman on the show. You know, he's uh, so uh, chemically uh, preserved. Uh, I think he's uh, immune. <laughs> I joked, I, like, not that COVID's a funny thing, but I was like, hey, man, if you stayed at the Travel Lodge for an ECW weekend, you're immune from fucking COVID-19. Now, COVID-19 shows ha- up, goes the... F- I don't want to... I'm not fucking hanging out with what's in you. No. Yeah. I'm, I'm out of here. <laughs> Did I make reservations here? Oh, I yeah. think I had to... I had to holiday in on uh, Packer Ave. Uh, yeah, I'm looking for a different... Uh, no, I'm sorry. I'm looking for a different Jack. Not a new Jack. I'm looking for a... <laughs> I, was, I thought I was looking old, for an older Jack. Yeah. Older gonna, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, the things that fucking in that hope it happened in that fucking hotel... Let's discuss. Um, <laughs> watch it. Oh, we, we put that on the that was extreme poll. What? Tales from, if we put that on, tales from the uh, cylinder of I sin. You, did you? No, or, no, no. I'm saying oh. if we did. Yeah, I was I shorthand in- saying we put that on and there's going to be some butts and seats was pretty much where I was headed. But no, we didn't. I would have to bring on some... Uh, some uh, witnesses for that show. Like, uh, I have friends who were there who were like, like, it's, it's cool. I, I got friends to this day that like, I know from ECW, they weren't wrestlers, but they were, they were considered something, you know, part of the boys. Mm-hmm. Like my, my buddy, Sebastian, Sebastian, great guy. Uh, yeah. But now he's like a responsible adult, um, son of a bitch, but we have this saying, like, if we see a photo or something happens, we go, man, if this was 96, <laughs> <laughs> if this was 96, dot, 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 you know? Yep. Just because of those, the, the nights hanging out there, debauchery and stuff like that. It was everything you would imagine from every movie, yeah. like rock and roll movie, where, like, minus just short of somebody riding a motorcycle down the hallway of the eighth floor of a hotel or something, you know? Yeah, you know, but uh, but uh, yeah, maybe I yeah yeah I don't know if statute of limitations ran on add on some of that shit. But. Well, there's statute of limitations from a legal standpoint, and statute of limitations from people who are now far more mature. Going, yeah, I don't really need that story being told. You know, yeah, yeah, I'm married. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, and then, and as they say, some... as they say, Nova, if you didn't want the story out there, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Um, he's one, he's the one guy who, who really didn't come out to, uh, the parties, uh, did, did he I, didn't come out. Oh no, I'm sorry. Keep telling your story. I was, no, no, no. Like he really, he wasn't really, wasn't much at a partier except for like when we went to like Florida and went to nightclubs, mm-hmm. he came out and hung out. But other than that, I, after like an arena show, he, he drove, he lived like an hour from Philly. So he drove, drove straight home. So I, um, but, but if I can like paint a picture, it's just like, uh. I'll give you like the PG thirteen fucking version or PG, uh, like any night at the travel lodge is it was like uh it was like a three day fucking vacation, 
you know, you get, you know, I know guys who lived in Philly who would get a room there so they could just stay the whole weekend. You know, they live 20 minutes away, but uh, let me get a room at a travel lodge or whatever. And like, you could just walk down the hall and like, you know, for that weekend, like the fans would like load up their fucking sinks and tubs with like ice and beer. Mm. So like after the first night show, you can walk up and down the hallway and somebody would have like a deadbolt in her door like so like the door still kind of cracked and as an ecw performer you could just walk down the hall crack open the door stick your head in you hear hey and you walk in have a couple beers hang out leave smoke a little whatever you want to do walk out there's another room with the the fucking door cracked open you lean in hey and fucking just hanging out meanwhile uh the next night it was like the same atmosphere but you know, you had to do promos. <laughs> You're way, like uh, Paul would, you know, take the top floor of that travel lodge, and that would be like where he would do pro. He used to do them at the arena, and sometimes he still did them at the arena after the show. Uh, but then he started doing the travel lodge as well, and uh, they had that top floor. And if if I could paint a picture, that's where like Steve Austin did the Monday Night Quill mm-hmm. um, Man. promo. That was the top floor. Uh, you know, everybody's talking about, like, this video of me and Bubba Ray doing the uh, Marx Brothers mirror gimmick yeah. promo. Where, like, that was there? Where, you know, yeah, that was the top floor. That, but I was, like, off to a separate room. Wow. So you go up there and, you're like, uh, you know, Paul would be there <coughs> or his, uh, his uh, assistant, Debbie. Debbie! Debbie, I need my draw. Uh, <laughs> you go, hey, Deb, uh, do you know when they need me? He's like, she's like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll write your name. Where, where are you going to be? I was like, I'm just going to be down at the bar or I'm just going to be roaming around X floor or whatever. And like when it became time for your promo, they would send somebody out to, <laughs> to find you. They would send, it's like Game of Thrones, send a raven, go get me to back up here to do his promo. Yeah, meanie. So, yeah, some of the uh, promos uh, were, uh, you know, done sober or not sober it just yeah. depends on when uh debbie sent the uh the hounds to go find you the only the promo the only problem from what i understood was like it, there was that building had like an infestation um that, that building was well there were rats I, I, everywhere from what i understand and uh the rodents yeah um, <laughs> there you go yeah yeah uh, um <laughs> i lobbed you a softball it, And you hit it right into my balls. Um, (laughs) Promo code meanie. uh, Oh, fun fun fact uh, about Nova. So on a a episode before, I was making our little jokes that we do, or that I do. And then I made a comment, like, these are all just jokes. I've never met Nova. I don't have anything. And my brother, Fred, um, of Meanie Tunes and Short Stories with Swaggle fame, uh, my brother Fred says to me, he's like, hey, I was listening. Uh, you've met Nova like a number of what? times. And I was like, what? And I wasn't, okay, so I wasn't thinking because the dude I met was Simon Dean. Yeah. Oh, so obviously right. I know he's Nova and I knew at the time, but like I didn't really put two and two together. And apparently I met him when he was Nova too, like way back before then. But when I met him when he was Simon Dean, it was at the Arnold uh, Classic in uh, – in um ohio and uh dude could not have been nicer um just 
uh, Nova's talked a great with us guy. for a while. So I just want everybody to know when I, it's just a fun little thing that I do. Uh, Nova, I, I've, anytime I've ever, ever interacted with him, um, nicest guy. Um, except for that one time when he tried to get uh, Stevie fired. But <laughs> I'm kidding. It wasn't him. And then you, t- you tell the story about the one time you met his brother, his twin brother, yes. Donnie B. And you yes. thought he was Nova. And he was like, nah. He's like, nah, I'm not Nova. I'm like, nah, man, nah, it's, it's cool. You know, <laughs> it's cool. I'm one of the boys, man. It's cool. You can tell me. I gave you the worker handshake. Dude. Yeah. My, my, my fish was as limp as can be here. Uh, Come on. A handshake was the worst. Oh. I, I used it until I got DCW and they were like, uh, no, we handshake. We just shake hands. Yeah. Don't need, don't I was, when I, when I first trained with the Samoans, it was very much like the little limp fish handshake thing. And I always looked at this like, this is weird. Why are we doing this? Kind of, you know, because they would do it, but they wouldn't like smarten you up to why they were doing it. Right. So originally my thought was, oh, well, they're Samoans. They're doing this because if they shake my hand like a real person, they'll break my hand. That was, you know, my thought process. But um, That's a shoot. You know, yeah, but uh, no, it, it, it changes over time. And then, and then, but the, the fun thing about it now is I feel like it's flipped. Like back in the day, if you came into a locker room and you gave a firm handshake, that was a sign that you weren't one of the boys, that you didn't know. What was going on? I feel like it's almost flipped where now you come in, you give that limp fish handshake and it's almost like a sign of like, oh, fuck, all right, it's one of these guys. Yeah, One of well, these guys the who thinks stuff. thinks they know. I'm yeah. talking about young guys doing it. I'm not talking about oh, know, yeah. old school, but like young guy, you know, you got a, a 22 year old comes into a locker room, gives you that little worker handshake. You're kind of like, all right, like. Yeah. If he's, if, he, if he's not over the age of 40, you're like, ah, come on, dude. Yeah, you're like, uh, you, you read about that on the internet. Yeah, that, the whole reason for that handshake was to let the people know you weren't a fucking crowbar, you know, in yeah. the ring that, you know, yeah. <laughs> you knew how to work. Or I'm sure people gave that handshake who were crowbars, so who knows? Hey, listen, first of all, Devin Storm, phenomenal human being, okay? Great, great guy. guy. Um, great guy. Great guy. Uh, he... Uh, <laughs> Actually, you know what? I I saw him at the um, the GoPro Wrestling event, Go Big or Go Home, that one that they did that I did commentary with Joel Gertner. And, oh, nice! Uh, and Crowbar was there, and I hadn't seen him since I think uh, like a show back in two thousand two or something. And he was yeah. so I'm like, hey man, I'm like, no way you remember me. And he's like, oh, of course I do. There's no way he remembered me. But he was right. so. So nice, like acting like he did, uh, that I really appreciate it because he didn't need to. He could have just been like, "Yeah, brother," you know. But uh, yeah, it's a real, good, really, really good dude who never. He's always been. Yeah, he crowbar. doesn't get the credit that he deserves for how good he was. He is oh, absolutely, still. absolutely, and he still looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, he, dude, I met him uh, my first year in the business. Couple first couple months in the business, uh, traveling around with Al. Like I said, I did the. NWA tournament and they did the show the night before and I think Al worked Devin on that show mm-hmm. and then uh, I moved back to I went I moved home from Lima and I started doing all the Dennis Corluzo shows I would just show up mm-hmm. you know as you're talk keep your gear in the car show up introduce yourself and uh, you know every now and then Dennis would go oh so and so stuck in traffic Brian go get your gear 
you know, and I would work shows like that. And that's how I became familiar with the, the Jersey crew. You know, there's like right. d- d- different, you know, uh, areas have their own crew and stuff like that. So like, it was like Devin Storm, uh, Ace Darling, um, uh, Rick Ratchet. <laughs> uh, Ratchet's a character. I love him to death. Uh, that, you know, Donnie B, Nova, that whole crew and stuff like that. But, you know, Devin Storm, like, he was definitely the standout. I mean, the, the, I'll say that that whole crew was, was great. Mm-hmm. And they were always getting booked, on, like, in the, area, in the area for, like, TVs and stuff like that. You saw all, 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 that whole crew on, uh, like, Shotgun or something, yeah. stuff like that. Back at, back, like. Talent, talented guys. Yeah. You know, just, uh. But Devin have, was the one you're like. Do they still have like crews like now on indies? Like I'm so far removed from like how know. that works because like you're talking like that like Jersey crew. Like I know the like anytime. So if I'll listen to like the the major wrestling figure podcast, right? Um, which I love and I love you know Matt Cardona, Brian Myers. But I didn't meet those guys until I was in OVW, and even then I didn't really you know get to know them well then. But we always knew like all the same people because when I was wrestling and when I was running shows and stuff back in like 2002, 2003, like that era, I was spending a ton of time with a lot of like the New York guys. Um, there was like Kevin Matthews and Danny DeManto and like people, you know, and they, they blended in with the Jersey crew. Yeah. Well, they kind of connected. Yeah. They were all, they all ended up. And then the Philly crew too. Cause you had guys like there was like drew blood and, uh, uh, Devin Moore and like people like that, that like, and and the godfather of them all, Tom Brandy, Tom, well, yeah, Tom Brandy just kind of sat back overseeing everybody, except for when he wasn't there and the Patriot would show up, which was weird. It was always like Tom Brandy would like leave. And yeah. like the page, I never saw them in the same place. It was weird. Um, but um, I love Tom Brandy. <laughs> but no, like so, like I would know those guys, and uh, and do you know El Shoes? I know the name. Yeah, so he was like a ring announcer, and um, I know the name. Dude, was, dude was funny. He would always do like uh, impersonations in the back and stuff. But so I knew those people. Um, and I guess I was probably like knew Kevin Matthews the best, but. Mm-hmm. Um, who's still doing some cool, cool stuff? Um, yeah. I know you're you're hoping to work with him soon, and um, I am tentatively. Uh, well, I'm not tentatively. Oh, you're He's booked. Got me uh, on a you're tour booked, Terry. of Alaska. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I have to get the fucking trampoline out. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> you never know when your next match is. I'm pretty confident that hopefully by then I'll be uh, I'll have my shots and stuff like I that. I hope so. The, uh, corona. Um, but. Um, yeah, uh, gonna take a little tour of Alaska, which has always been That's on my so bucket cool. list. That's so cool. Along but my, all, my my yeah. my point of all that was that yes. you were talking about your you know like the Jersey Crew, and there was like different like in that era, and then yeah. a good ten years later, there and that's not an old that's not an age joke. It's legitimately five ten years later was right. like I had that crew that I knew, um, and like even the guys like I was saying like Matt and Brian that I didn't know. They, because they weren't working the shows like in the Philly area, but they knew all of those guys. It all overlapped, and I'm wondering if today, like maybe there is like that group where everybody kind of knows each other still. But I feel like the indies have kind of become like they're all a bunch of little companies as opposed to yeah. indies in the same way. So I don't. I feel like now you don't necessarily know somebody because oh, that's our like New York contingent. 
it's more like the, oh, I know them from, you know, Evolve, or I know them from, you know, PWG. And it's like, well, those people were yeah. coming from all over the world, you know, but they all knew each other. So I don't know, it's a little, uh, that's a good, it's a good observation. Uh, yeah, dude, when I was breaking in, in on the East Coast, you know, even with East Sub around, there's, you know, the Corluzo shows and then, you know, Kettner in Delaware mm-hmm. and uh, Dennis Whipwreck in Maryland. And then, you know, you had your, uh, I want to say Tommy D in New York. Um, he ran shows at Gleason's Gym. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, there's a whole bunch of crews. And, and, and yeah, from New York down to maybe Delaware, they all like, uh, intermingled you yeah. know at, at some way or another you know yeah especially when kentner was having the uh well he's, they still have it he just does it it's not him super, yeah but the super eight was that what it's called yeah. super eight super eight yeah. yeah i told you about when we rented the ring from kentner and the bottom oh. ro- the bottom rope broke um he gave us 100 bucks off but it like oh, delayed the show while they were trying to figure out how to fix it and like people just started walking away who <laughs> were in line to come in um good times um but, uh, yeah, man. Um, yes, sir. So, yeah, um, so what else? Hey, you want to talk about our action figures for a minute? Oh, absolutely. I'm so, I'm so psyched that you got, the, well, I'm kind of jealous that you have the. Uh, yeah, you should be. I'm reaching. Do a little reach around and grab the meanie. Um, <laughs> so for anybody who's on our, uh, our Patreon, you can see I'm holding them right now, the prototypes of the blue meanie and myself. Um Son Dude, these are so cool. Um, at some point, our schedules will meet up, and I will allow you to take yours. Um, but uh, these, I've had yeah. to hide them from my kids because, like, you know, they instantly just want to play with them, and they don't understand what a prototype is versus, you know, an actual figure. Yeah. Um, I barely do. So, um, but, dude, they're so cool. So I just wanted to say... Uh, Shout out to cellotoys.net. That's where you can go. If you're outside the U.S., go to cellotoys.net and pre-order the Mind of the Meanie 2-pack. Um, they have just, they, they've just signed. Uh, I mean, obviously, they have the Nick Aldis figure is out now. Looks amazing. Uh, they, Looks great. Yeah, it's gotten great reviews. And that's the best thing. You know, when you're looking at a pre-order and you go, okay, well, it looks really great in the prototype but what the hell is this figure going to be? Well, now check out all the reviews on the Nick Aldis figure that has been released. Um, I have one in hand. It is top notch. It is a a really, really well done figure. Um, And they've just signed, they signed, um, uh, who else did they sign? I want to say Jay White is going to be making one or they're they're making one of him. Page? Uh, Ethan Page. Yes. Um, and there's uh, two pages. I don't want to screw it up. Yeah. There's Adam page. What was it? Di- uh, diamond Ethan. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, all ego Ethan. Page is getting one. No word on karate man at this point. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they're doing, they're doing an amazing, uh, an amazing job over there at cello toys. Um, if you're inside the States, you can go to JB toys one at Instagram. Now I want to say some people, have expressed concern with ordering the figures from Instagram. Um, So I'm going to say this. I've had no issues with JB toys whatsoever. Um, He, everything that I've ever ordered from him showed up uh, on time, if not early um, and in great condition. So 
I am saying you have nothing to worry about. I'm also going to go this far, and I'm going to say when the time comes, we will have some that you'll be able to get from us. Um, you'll be able to order from us. However, you're going to end up getting those later probably than you would the ones from JB Toys. Um, it's safe. It's fine. I give you my personal guarantee. You're going to get your figures. You order them from them, you're going to get your figures. So just uh, just wanted to throw that out there. I'm going to put our figures back before I break them. <laughs> Famous last words. Yeah, they're so... So delicate. They really are. And I can't wait to see... Um, I can't wait to see what they're going to look like mass-produced. Now, we talked about that, I think, last week a little bit. But I, I'm so excited to see the mass production quality of them. Cause like the oldest figure does not look hand painted. It looks like an action figure, you know? Yeah. And it's just so cool. Um, but, uh, I'm flattered that we're on the, uh, the artwork on the back of the box. That's so cool. Yeah, that is really cool. Um, it really is. It, it, it's, it's, it's nice to show that they're not like hiding us away. <laughs> it's like, a, you know, like, yeah. Oh yeah. And we'll do that mind of the meanie limited run, but we're not gonna, you know, we don't really want to let anybody know. Um, yeah, man. But uh, no, nah, man. So, uh, so what else is on your mind, dude? It's just—I mean, we started. We're uh, this is episode forty-three. Yeah. And over the course of these forty-three weeks, uh, we've done a lot of cool shit. Yeah. Between doing this podcast, doing stuff for Fight TV with alternative commentary, now we're in a, a video game. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we're and now we have our own action figures. I thought about uh, that. Um, yeah, it was. I was thinking. 40, I took a picture weeks. holding the holding my action figure, right? And I have all my ties behind me, so I have a tie uh, over here. It's kind of blocked by the microphone, but you can see it there. Uh, it's it's got the picture. It's for Retromania. It's got the picture of me, the little sixteen bit guy from Retromania, and then I've also got a Meanie Tunes tie that has a picture of you and I on there as the characters. I looked at, I didn't even notice in the picture I took of me holding the figure that I've got from doing this podcast and my, my, the, the way that this has raised my stock, I guess, in people's eyes in that one photograph, there is a depiction of me in a video game as a cartoon and as an action figure. And I was like, I was like, that's insane, man. That's so cool. And I, I know again, like I never wanted to sound like you're, that you don't appreciate it just as much as I do. Cause I know you do. And I know you think these things are so cool, yeah. but I guess from my standpoint, I always look at it and go like, we've talked about before, like, well, you're the blue meanie. Of course you have these things. Of course you should be in, in this. You should be <laughs> in that. I look at them. I'm just like, how did this happen? Like, and I'm, I'm so man, 43 weeks, just, uh, this, this will get our sappy emotional part where I just say, thank you. <laughs> thank you to everybody who listens to this and has not commented with, Get rid of that guy, Meanie. Um, <laughs> not get rid of that guy, Meanie, because everyone wants the Meanie, but like a, hey, Meanie, get rid of that guy. Just wanted to <laughs> specify. Get rid of that guy. Yeah, get uh, him out of here. I'm, I, I made the right decision. So, Oh, thank you. As I've, uh, as we see uh, on social media with uh, just how other people are, it's just like, oh, my God, yeah. please, please stop that. Um no, I'm happy uh, with our situation. It, it's gone from that to me building this, uh, you know, me and me and Mrs. Meanie putting this uh, studio together and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And 
now we got the Patreon, and we're, you know, later today we're going to be doing the the uh, well after this we're going to be doing the watch along for uh, the the Royal Rumble. Yeah, which is exciting. Ninety nine Royal Rumble yeah. ninety nine. There were twenty nine incredible athletes in that Royal Rumble, and the Blue Meal. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking McMahon, but yeah, that's uh. No, I saw that joke uh, one time. We were flying somewhere. It's WWE, and uh, Mick got a hold of the fucking uh, stewardess. Mm-hmm. And uh, was it with the mandible claw or uh, pre pre announcements? So we're I'm I'm sitting in my seat and Mick's a row in front of me, and the lady starts doing her uh, pre show, <laughs> not pre show. <laughs> Her pre-flight, her dark match uh, before the yeah, flight takes yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. Her her pre her uh, her uh, shotgun Saturday <laughs> night match on the fucking plane. She starts doing her pre-flight thing. She was like, and I knew something was up because Mick's shoulder started fucking shaking. Like I, I'm behind him. I could tell he's laughing, like just physically laughing because he knows what's coming, and. uh then he goes, I would like to welcome all the superstars of the World Wrestling Federation and Al Snow. <laughs> to which all the fucking boys popped. And, you know, Al's like, all right, all right. <laughs> but, That's you know, awesome. Al, and, uh, Al and Mick had, like, pretty good rib war, you know. It spilled on the TV as well, but, you know. That was great, though. You know, yeah. Yeah, just freaking balls. Stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, so when you said that, you know, I was like, and eh, Blue Meanie. That's fantastic. Because if you can't make fun of yourself, you know. Make fun of someone else. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I, I take the piss out of myself just, you know, to keep myself uh, level-headed. Yeah. You know? I take the piss out of myself just uh, when I feel overhydrated. Hey, my camera disappeared and came back. I don't know what's going on with that, but it has me worried sick for uh, when we're recording uh, other things. But yeah. um, have we done our seltzers yet? No, let's crack those bad boys open. Yeah, let me see All what right. I got here. Uh, I got the oh, I got uh, Shoprite has a good brand, Bowling Basket, uh, Black Cherry, sparkling water. Ooh, there it is. Oh, it's a nice color. That's a nice color on there. Yeah, I've got the aha citrus. And green tea, <laughs> citrus and green tea, uh, with sounds, it's sparkling water with caffeine and electrolytes. And that's another reason. I mean, I got to come up there to get the uh, prototypes. I got to give you the concept art, and I got to raid your Wegmans. Yes, again, we bought like fifty dollars worth of fucking <laughs> salts or something. Here we go. I'm gonna do Sandman style. There we go. Oh, there we go. Mm. Mm. Right amount of fizz. There we go. I like when it hits the back of my throat. Oh. Try to see how long I can hold that pose for. Please join Patreon. Just just five dollars. Just for one month. Just so you can just watch what happens on here. Um 
Hey, real quick shout out to our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash mind of the meanie. Uh, we've got some really fun stuff going on there. This month we're <laughs> meanies just uh, frozen, but not frozen. Um, yeah. We've got a uh, Q&A with the blue meanie that's going to take place for specific tiers. Um, so, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely join. Check it out. It's going to be fun. This is our first month doing the Q&A. Uh, yeah. Excited about that. Don't know what's going to happen. Uh, there could be guests. There could not be guests. Um, but uh, really interesting. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> Hell of a sales pitch. Uh, yeah. yeah. So just we're having it. a lot of fun. We're having a lot of fun over on Patreon. Um, you know, uh, I love the uh, the uh, Zoom calls. You know, just all of us shooting the shit and hanging out and stuff like that. Especially last time it was around Christmas and stuff like that. So everybody was in the festive mood. Yeah. Now we're in the uh, post. Post festive. Post New Year's gloom. Which I hate the time of the year. January, from January to March, you could just suck a dick. It yeah. just, uh, it's, it's, no, it's not, I think it's it, not good. It's from not January good. to March, is like if, if it was a color, it'd just be like gray. Yeah. You know, just like dirty snow gray. It's like, ugh. You know, because everything leading up to it's all, you know, fun and festive and a party and, January to, you know, March is like when you have to clean up after a party. It's like, ugh. I it, re- did that. it really is. Yeah. And I still have to clean up um, after. <laughs> I still have to clean up after uh, uh, Christmas. We've got all, like, the Christmas stuff out. We, we promised my daughter her birthday is, uh, oh, hey, happy birthday. Happy sixth birthday to my daughter today as this airs, not today as oh. I do the podcast, or I would have said we had to choose a different day. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, Monday the 18th uh, is my daughter's sixth birthday. We promised her that, uh, that we could um, keep the Christmas tree and everything up until after her birthday. But uh, That's hey, did, cool. I, did I ever tell you when I showed her the action figure? Um, and she goes... Which one? Yours or mine? Yours or mine? Uh, mine. I mean, I showed both of them. But, the, oh, okay. the, but she goes, uh, do you think you can talk to them about getting them to make one of me and i said well sweetie i said i i you know i waited about 30 years to get <laughs> to get my own from when i first called hasbro and asked for one um give her the like, number to hasbro call so, them yeah so i said i said well look i, I said you know they, they don't really do it. she's like well why not i was like well you know they have to make them for you know, like I said, like, you know, we do that show and people watch and listen to the show. And then those are the people, you know, they know us. So they would want to get the action figure, but they don't know who you are. So they wouldn't, you know, be able to sell an action figure. She goes, do you think any of them remember that time I came on the show? <laughs> and I'm like, Playing I'm sure they do. I'm like, you know, so now I'm like looking, I'm like, okay, so you're like, uh, I guess, uh, like a, a series five will throw you in there. Um, but yeah, so she cute. really, she wanted one. She she's adorable. She, I mean, she's Thank like you. six going on. Uh, she's a little adult. She know? really is. Yeah. She's, she's got ideas for sure. Yeah. Um, doing her own thing, but she's, uh, she's really, and my son. It's like that audio like, slave. It's like the audio slave song. Uh, it, uh, she's going to rule the world or something like that. <laughs> yeah, she. Chris Cornell. Chris Cornell wrote that about his daughter. 
or something like that. But it's like, true though, man. I look at her, I'm like, you're going to be able to do anything. You know, every yeah. parent says that to their kid, you know, and I'm sure they all mean it too, but you can do anything you put your mind to. But I look at her, I'm like, you really can. Like, you're not yeah. even six yet. And my God, like the, she's so creative and so much smarter than me. And your kids you know, have amazing cardio. Oh my God. Better cardio than me too. That definitely comes from their mom. Um, but, uh, like, I don't know. I, I just, they're, they're uh, I, I'm a fan of them. Um, yeah. I'll say that, but, uh, they're over. No, did she, but yeah, so she's going to be six years old as this airs. Um, which is crazy. It's, it's a weird thing when you have kids like at that age, because there are some aspects of it where I can't even remember a time when she wasn't here. And then there's another aspect where I'm like, how is it already six years? You know, like, how is she yeah. this old? Like, cause that's the other thing, man. Like she's, she's getting older. Like, I'm like, where is this tiny little girl from, you know, from a couple of years ago, but it's, uh, it's been best thing I ever did was, uh, was have those kids there, uh, you know, and, and, and do this podcast. Um, <laughs> um, a buddy of mine just had a kid and I remember like his kid just turned four. I remember him saying, man, my kid's on the way. I don't yeah. know what I'm going to do. Like, like it's like, you know, uh, he was, he was thinking about having to rearrange his life a certain way. It, yeah, it's, I mean, it's different. It's definitely different than <laughs> before having the kid. Yeah. That's why I said like, um, like my wife and I, when we got married, you know, we went, we got married, we came back to our apartment that we lived in prior to getting married. Like nothing, nothing really changed. And, you know, had we not had kids and, and life had progressed, things would have changed. You know, the more like you're, you're married, like, you know, that like just, you know, the more yeah. you're with each other and you, and you truly build your life together. Um, but the big change of our lives was having kids because it just, you just, and it sounds bad to say because you can't do the things you did before because, you know, it's worth it. Um, if you want to have kids, <laughs> it's worth it. If you do, you know, if you don't, yeah. I feel like you really shouldn't. But, um, but no, man, it just, it, it's, it's been a real change. And like to realize, um, I guess like to see that you're like a part of someone else's story, if that makes sense. You yeah. know, you live your whole life and, you know, everyone, it's kind of, you know, we're all egocentric in that regard that like, because everything we see, everything from our point of view, you know? And so yeah. everything kind of surrounds us and, and our life story. But then yeah. you start watching these little kids and you start realizing like, man, long after I'm gone, their story is going to continue on and I am a they're part going, of it. They're going to carry your torch. Mm -hmm. They'll take yeah. your torch and carry it on into the future, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Well, well in, a, in a roundabout way, it's like when I helped, you know, coach some of these kids absolutely monster factory it's why a lot of people it, will always say like you know you, you've heard the story of like you know uh like dusty roads would always say like my kids like my nxt kids yeah. and stuff like that it's true when yeah. you've been able to to give a part of yourself to somebody else um and and just you know watch them take that and do something with it you know that's a really that's a really cool feeling and uh absolutely yeah, um, but uh, yeah, I they're my kids, and uh, you know, mm -hmm. I lived through them, and then, you know, my uh, sister had kids. I love you know, there were I was 
now Crazy Uncle Meanie, mm-hmm. uh, or Crazy Uncle Brian. And now my niece had kids, so I'm a great uncle. Now I'm getting those kids wound up and handing them back, no. you know? It's just so... It's it's crazy <laughs> now, too. Not, I, live, I live through other people's kids. It's been almost... You know? That's the best thing. Because, you know, I... Uh, so my niece is eight years old, and so there were a couple of years there where, you know, I was fun Uncle Josh, and I could just kind of go and... and visit and hang out. I didn't have my own kids. And that was such like a special time because it is different, you know? Um, yeah. But, you know, just a special. And I just got, you know, Fred just sent me, uh, cause it's Fred's daughter and um, just sent me a video cause the, uh, their holiday gifts finally arrived. The last one finally arrived today. Oh, I know that feeling. Um, so it, I haven't watched yet, but it's a video <laughs> of, um, uh, of the three kids, like, you know, um, the nieces and nephew, uh, that, you know, I guess it's going to be like a thank you video. So I'm excited to watch that. But, and my sister has, my sister has this adorable little guy, uh, definitely reminds me a lot of myself, which, you know, is terrible (laughs) for her, but, uh, you know, um, but he is, and he's, uh, just turned a year. So, you know, it's, it's a fun time watching all these, uh, all these kids and stuff, but, I got to call bullshit on Fred. Yeah. Uh, he needs to send you a thank you cartoon. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Of his kid, of his kids. You really should. Come on. Fred. Yeah. Interact. Up your game, Fred. <laughs> up your game, Fred word. What the fuck, man? He, he was really, he sent me a thing. Somebody on, uh, on ad free shows commented, uh, on the short stories of swaggle that he's doing and commented and called him Fred word. And he sent, ah! he's like, he's like, this is one of your guys, <laughs> from, you know, um, and, uh, it's very, it, it's very cool over there. Um, I will say for anybody listening who also checks those out on ad free shows, um, he has completed, I think there's two or three more that haven't been shown yet that, that he's got that he sent over. So they're, they're, uh, they're waiting. Good I think stuff. they're waiting on swaggle maybe to do like the wraparounds for it. Um, and I think Swaggle needs to be a cartoon. Um, yeah, I think he needs to be a cartoon. The only thing is in order for him to be a cartoon, he's got to record these wraparounds and send them to Fred with enough time for Fred to animate them. But what happens instead is Fred animates the whole story, sends them over and then Swaggle does the wraparounds and they put them right out. But I think if they know what story he's doing, that Swaggle needs to get, you know, he needs to record because then all he has to do is record the audio, It'll take a second and send it over. But I don't want to, you know, I'm gonna I'm certainly not going to tell them how to do their job. Um, I just oh. think every time I look at it, I'm just like, uh, I want to see, I want to see cartoon swaggle. And you know, I know he Fred, Fred would to love to do that, but um, so maybe they'll do that at some point. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, those yeah. cartoons are great. Man. Just uh, yeah, he's doing. I'm, a, pr- I'm proud of Fred. Fred Word. Yeah, I'm proud of him too. He's uh and he's, you know, I know he's incredibly appreciative to you for right. kind of giving, you know, giving him the start and then the blessing to to do other stuff and uh man, he he's he's really enjoying it and he's doing I think he's I think he's enjoying it because you know, he's doing such he's putting so much work and time into this. But to see that feedback is just, you know, I mean, you know how that is. It, it's such a, yeah. it's so rewarding. And, and 
you know, when you're working kind of in like what we're doing, like when we're doing the stuff for, um, for ad free shows, in some ways it's, it's to an audience of one in that regard, you know, um, it, it's yeah. pretty much like if Conrad likes what we're doing that at the end of the day, that's what matters, um, in a business sense. But then there's that part of you that really you're not doing it in an audience of one, you're doing it. You want every, all the fans who are watching it to really enjoy it. And like, so you have those two sides of the coin. Like I know with ad free shows, like when we did, that was extreme. Yeah. You and I both were like, when it got a thumbs up from, you know, Conrad and, and those guys over there were like, that was like a relief, like a, okay, good. <laughs> we, we didn't just hand them garbage, you know, like, I'm glad they like this. But when we got that feedback from, from all the viewers and listeners, yeah. that was like, that's where you get that extra energy, you know, yeah. of just like, yeah. okay, now I'm going to put even more time into this, even more effort. Not that we weren't before, but you get what I mean. Yeah. But yeah, he's uh no, he's doing a great job over there, and uh, uh, there will be another mini tunes. It's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know which story I want. So <laughs> I don't think we've discussed this. So I'll, I'll be uh, happy to uh, see or interested to yeah. see what it. It'll there's be. one. There's one specific story that I feel like needs to be done. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I now I now I think I I'm starting to uh, get the idea. Maybe. Yeah. 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 Although I wouldn't, uh, so I sent your, uh, I sent the Virgil thing over to, um, to, you know, like, like we all have that kind of like thing you send over. Someone sends something funny, send it to your other buddies, you know? Yeah. Uh, Oh yeah. I sent it over to Matt and Calvin and Fred and, uh, uh, Matt's response was just like, he's like, Fred needs to figure out how to like work that into one of the cartoons. (laughs) Um, but, uh. Yeah, it's uh We gave you a bet, isn't that enough? Yeah. <laughs> Such a great fucking line. Oh, uh, thank you. Yeah, um it does look like it looks like a fucking hostage video. It really there. does. Um and I'd say I, like I he didn't put, even I make the put, bed, but there's nothing to make the bed with. Right. You know? So he's less he's just cuddling with his balls like a body pillow. <laughs> and I just fucking I'll bring this up again just to look at this. Um you know, I did uh, you know a couple cameos last night, and I try to you know at least work in my background, my mind and meaning background and shit like that. You yeah, know? I mean, it's I don't know what's <laughs> fuck. What the fuck is going I'm on. Trying to look at it without looking at, at... Uh, your eyes can't help. No, and I did not catch it the first go around because I'm looking at his face, listening, trying to go like, who the fuck is he talking about, and like, why is this happening? Um, how much does he charge on Cameo? Oh, that, that's a good question. Let me uh, bring up the app. Find that's that out because I I think I'd be willing to pay Virgil <laughs> to do a Mind of the Meanie Cameo. Dude, we're doing it. It has to happen. <laughs> but how do you ask him? Please do it with ball. <laughs> do it with your code. We want you to put all of yourself <laughs> into this Cameo. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, yeah, let me bring up the app. Because they just sent me a fucking thing pitching uh, Valentine's Day. Uh, I want to, okay. uh, I want to, yeah, I want something. He's got to intro our next episode. That's got to be Let's have, uh, let's have our fans write it out. Okay, so here's, okay, yes. So here's what's going to happen. 
send Have the pod squad ride it pod squad <laughs> send us ideas uh what kind of hashtag um Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Virgil has AEW in his profile. Uh, he did show up there. Remember, he was uh, in oh like one god. segment. Okay, let's let's play a game. Guess how much Virgil's cameo is? I'm gonna say he's charging like seventy five. Close. Yeah, sixty nine dollars. Sixty nine. Come on now. And just to DM him, nineteen ninety nine. Wow. Um. All right, sixty nine dollars. So Dude, all these videos are on his bed. So hashtag, are his balls out in any of the other ones? I'm gonna look. Let me see. <laughs> Man, this one he does not look thrilled. As opposed to the other one. So all right, we need a hashtag idea. Um. Jacob wishes all his Facebook friends a happy, happy new year. And Jacob does 15% of the work everywhere. And he receives 62% of the fuck money around the world. (laughs) So Jacob, keep getting that fuck money and quit jerking the fuck off. (laughs) Later. So, uh, Slichter came up with it, and I think this is what we're going to do. Ladies and gentlemen, use the hashtag balls out for Virgil. And. <laughs> use the hashtag balls out for Virgil and tell us what you want him to say for his introduction to the mind of the meanie. And we'll use that as, a, like, the intro for the show. How many days does it say it'll take for him to get back to you? Oh, shit. Let me bring that back up. Yeah, because I that, went, I don't I know if we'll be able phone. to get it for next week or if we'll get it. Because I'd like, oh. I'd like to response. at least, uh, what's that? Uh, response time, 13 hours. Oh, okay. So, okay, the cutoff, everybody, is going to be... Thursday night. How about that? That's the cutoff for hashtag balls out for Virgil. Um, he is a, he's 4.7 stars. And do not tag him in it. No. Because don't we want this off. Yeah, don't stooge this. Don't tag him in it. We want to be able to send, because we're going to take all of your best ideas and put them together uh, and send it off to him like Friday night um, and hope yeah. that he comes up. This could be a huge letdown. This could be $69 down the drain, but I am hoping (laughs) that he is going to introduce the Mind of the Meanie podcast. Um, And I don't know. I'm not even coming up with anything. I want to see what all of you have to say, Pod Squad. Uh, Hashtag balls out for Virgil. Um, And we're going to get Virgil and hopefully at least one of his testicles to make an appearance on our show. What? <laughs> Sorry, I, I had to hear the... Because the cadence is so bad. Yeah. 
Hold on. So somebody just hold on. I'll play you one I did. Do it. So uh, I did. I did one last night. I just somebody tagged me on uh, Twitter and thanked me for doing it. I'll give you like a hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, here's here's my my standard one. Hey, this is former WWE superstar and ECW original, Fabumini. <laughs> hey, I'm here with a uh, special birthday wish for my buddy DJ. Uh, your best friends, Matt and Tara, tell me you are turning 32, and I am jealous. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but seriously, hey, DJ, happy birthday, my friend. Uh, hope it all is well with you uh, in this crazy time. With everything that's going on, I hope you're happy, healthy, and safe. I understand you're an ECW super fan, and uh, that's awesome. Because without super fans like you, there would be no blue meanies or wrestlers at all. So, hey, man, uh, thank you for being a fan. Thank you for uh, supporting ECW. ECW, ECW, ECW. But most importantly, uh, thanks for being a, a great friend to uh, Matt and Tara. So, uh, from Matt, Tara, and the Blue Meanie, TJ, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday there, TJ. Happy birthday to you. Now, that feels like a letdown because my balls were still in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> you remember the one you posted uh, asking the kid to stop licking batteries? Stop breaking into what? the shed and licking batteries. Oh my god! Yeah, that was actually like request. one of your first ones. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It was no, it was Meanie live Pop. on your cameo page there. No, it's probably still there, Mrs. Meanie Pop, because like right before that, somebody wanted me to do a cameo wishing uh, somebody somebody just graduated college and it's going to be a doctor. Good luck! I know you're going to be a, no a great teacher. I know you're going to be a great teacher, great caring teacher, and all that stuff. And then the next one. Hey, Billy, stop fucking looking batteries, you piece of shit. Or, you know, just. Oh, man. You know, the only ones I really don't feel comfortable is like if, you know, hey, uh, do a roast on my friend and they don't give you any fucking bullet yeah. points. And you're like, well, it's I don't like, know who your friend uh, is. I don't know how to appropriately. Yeah. If you tell me to say this, that, and the other thing, I'll be, all right. Okay. Hey, I just had an it. idea. Um, Slickter, what are the chances of a, a t shirt that depicts. The classic banner of WWE Superstar Virgil, but instead says hashtag balls out for Virgil. <laughs> just just food for thought. Um, so I'm excited about this because I think this is gonna be this is gonna be big. This is going to be a, a big thing. Should we put out a, a tweet as well? To get the ball uh, rolling, somebody, or just if this is just you, you, if you know, you the, know. Get the ball rolling. Yeah. I think this is a, a fight club situation. Yeah, if you know, you know. If you're if you're listening, if you're a member of the pod squad, and I mean, and it can be as simple as you can write out a whole thing of this is what I think you should say. You can write out a thing like have him mention and just one word, whatever it is, and we'll try and put it all together to whatever we think yeah. is best. Can't guarantee we're going to use everyone's stuff. If somebody writes something just incredible, we might just use that one. But, <laughs> try, you know, try... To come up with something uh, really good, um, I am excited for this. Hashtag balls out for Virgil. Um, yeah. Hey, speaking <laughs> of fan interaction, do you think it's time to ask Meanie anything? I believe so. Well, then I guess we should do it now. It's time to ask Meanie anything. Ask me something. All right. 
I love how that has just grown throughout yeah. the uh, over the weeks. I, um, I feel like I should uh, upgrade a fart there, but oh, we can. I mean, there we go. Um, you got to provide me with something more. Um, not today. I'll fucking I'll I will fucking full metal jacket Gomer pile my fucking underwear. Oh my. It'll look like a Warshack test in there. <laughs> Fuck it. You know, in Full Metal Jacket, when Pyle blows his brains out, and they yes. go, that's what I do to porcelain. Just so we're going to kick things off here. Uh, Sorry. With some, no, no. Hey. Sure, um, I didn't mean to yell. We, uh, we're going to kick things off with uh, somebody who commented on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash mind of the meanie, commented on last week's episode. This is Mops Mops. Right. Okay. Hashtag ask Meanie. I'm scared. What's your opinion about WCW? Uh, I like WCW. Um, dude, when I, you know, growing up WWE fan, and then the Crockett's came along, and uh, it you know it was an alternative, and then eventually the Crockett's NWA melted into WCW. And uh, I liked it. I, you know, hey, you know, if something wasn't working over on WWE, I wasn't involved. I, I, hey, I watched more WCW. If WCW was like, eh, go back to WWE. Uh, I liked it. I really liked it. I uh, I liked the presentation. Um, it was just different. Uh, of course, unapologetically, I'm a WWE guy because that's, uh, that's the venom mm-hmm. of the snake that bit me. It got me into <laughs> the wrestling. Uh, but yeah, I was a WCW fan. I went to a lot of the shows. I went to the Philly Civic Center, mm-hmm. you know, saw a bunch of shows. I went to, uh, shit, I'm a front row at Halloween Havoc. You're the one uh, who 92. ended Nikita Koloff's career. Yeah. Him and Mark Marrow. Uh, yep. uh, but, uh, yeah, man, I, I'm a big fan of WCW. I'm a big fan of wrestling in general. Big fan. Big fan. But, uh. <laughs> Get your yeah, big fan I, shirt over at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie. I'm, I'm, I'm fortunate that I got, I've, in my life, I've gone to WWE or WWF shows. I've gone to NWA shows. I've gone to WCW shows. And I've gone to AWA shows. That's awesome. So, yeah. AWA ran the Lanxie for a little bit, and I used to go with my grandfather. And you could see me on one, you know, that legendary uh, Kurt Henning, Scott Hall versus... Uh, Steve Regal, Jimmy Garvin match. Mm-hmm. They cut it off right before the DVD. But if you watch the ESPN feed and they're, you know, showing live from Atlantic City, you see this like little ball, red ball cap go by. It's me and my Road <laughs> Warrior, ba- my Road Warrior trucker hat. That's uh, awesome. Like, yeah. Um, some great questions came in here from Mark and Dryden at Mark Matsuo. Um, nice. Always asking great questions. I appreciate you. Um, I'm going to start with this one, then the next one's for you and me, but this first one, did it take me a long time or not to figure out how to wrestle TV matches where the camera or cameras were, et cetera. And were there any wrestlers Meanie encountered that had a tough time learning how to wrestle on TV? Well, that was a great question. Uh, uh, friend of, uh, of, of the show, Drew McIntyre. Um, he has mentioned before that, uh, when he first was on SmackDown, he threw a, uh, I think it was like a, a chin lock or something, 
And they were like, face the hard cam. And he's like, what's a hard cam? Like he didn't know, you know, cause they threw yeah. him right out on TV right away back in uh 07. But right. Um, so yeah, is that, I mean, coming from, I mean, obviously you're doing TV and ECW, but take us through kind of to your first, my picture's gone again. Take us through your first Speaking TV. Speaking of camps. Um, and maybe from your first TV to then maybe when you went from like ECW to WWF, um, well, in a roundabout way, in a, in a roundabout, roundabout way, I kind of learned about TV from Al. Yeah. You know, when I was training, um, not only would Al train us, but he would have uh, events at the school. Mm-hmm. And the school was kind of the, the best way to uh, describe Al's school. The setup was like a miniature Manhattan Center. Mm. It looked like the Manhattan Center, but shrunken down a little bit. And uh, he would always record those shows. He would have like a just a, a basic like a VHS camcorder to record the show so we could watch him back. But like he always made it a point to if I'm going to do something, face you know do it facing the camera, kind of thing you know. Uh, but it, when I really started, you know, like when I got to ECW, there's like a. Uh, I was aware of the cameras, you know. I'm a ham anyway, so I'm always trying to like, get on camera or do shit, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, I will always seek out cameras whether it's like. There's a news crew in town. I walk by and just like, you know, stare. I'm like, <laughs> like, um, you know, uh, photo bomb. I was photo bombing before there was, you know, a name for it. But uh, <clears throat> there was one, not one Pacific, one specific time. Uh, yeah, one, one Pacific time, I believe, is four Eastern. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> ECW was running the Lost Battalion Hall mm-hmm. and. Uh, we were doing a, a promo with Joey Styles, and Stevie was talking to Joey, and I kept walking into Stevie's shot, and you see, kind of see Stevie put his arm out and go, <laughs> <laughs> and then I, it, it went off, went off, and went, oh, mm. and a similar thing happened when we uh, invaded Raw because uh, Stevie's about to do the. You know, we're taking over line, and I'm kind of stepping into his fucking shot, and I'm just like, ah. You know, I look back at it now, I'm just like, ah. But, you know, you always, you know, you're always taught look for the camera, you know, whether, you know, hard camera or if you're selling up to a ropes, find the camera and, you know, do your facial expressions into the camera and stuff like that. I kind of had an inkling to do it. But to uh, get used to doing it, you know, it was ECW that, you know, got me into the rhythm of, you know, know, Al's only had one camera, you Mm -hmm. know, to where ECW, we had, uh, we had two cameras, sometimes three. So then, then, so uh, then you're in WWF and they've got cameras everywhere. Yeah. yeah. A million cameras, the cameras you don't even know are there. Um, Hold the, we've, uh, we've turned those stories. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We've. We've heard those stories um, about where there's like this, I think it was like the Batista thing where he got like fined for like doing a blade job. And he's like, oh no, it was legit. And they like bring out a video and they're like, this is, you know, what about on this camera angle? And he's like, the fuck camera angle is this? And it was like some random camera that was like all the way up in the corner of the arena, like catching them. Um, So you're in there now. 
more so than even just because I assume it's just more of the look for the red light type deal um, yeah. to know what's on. Two questions that I have to kind of piggyback off of, off of uh, Mark's question. One, how distracting is the Titantron um, between the slight delay, you know, because there is a slight delay of the Titantron, um, and the fact that you're kind of seeing yourself out of the corner of your eye, depending on where, you know, is it distracting or is it helpful or both? Then my other question is not so much about the cameras, but how difficult was it to get used to TV in the sense of like, if you go to commercial or if they're going to throw to a backstage thing in the middle of your match or something um, where you're used to being out there and you and your opponent are either calling it in the ring or you've gone through something ahead of time or whatever it is. But now you've got a referee kind of going like, okay, we got, you know, uh, going to commercial and this, going to that, do this, do that. Um, is that what you experienced back then? Or so fill us in on all that. I was never in one of those situations, really. You were um, never a multi-segment guy? No. No, uh, <laughs> no it was always that one segment, like whether I was in Al's corner or mm-hmm. doing something for a shotgun where they, you just had the match and, you know, they wind up splicing and dicing it in post anyway. Right. And, you know, um, there's been times where I've been in the ring where, you know, you're going through the progression. You Like, before you go out, you go, hey, uh, can you give me a, a one-minute cue? Mm, just means, to know when to. Say, you know, uh, like I would say to Bruce, hey, can you give me a one-minute cue? Which meant, you know, let me know when there's a minute left so we know when to – Take it home. Yeah. You know, some people need a two-minute cue. Some people need a one-minute cue. I guess it depends on what your finish is, right? Yeah. Yeah, my uh, my finish was like, you know, give me a one-minute cue, and then, you know, the referee go, okay, one minute. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you're going along, and you're waiting for that one-minute cue, and then they fucking stretch the match out. <laughs> and you're and you just want to stand there and go, what? Come on. <laughs> and then there's times, you know, where they fucking take you home early, mm-hmm. you know? You're like, oh shit, you know, and then you have to edit on the fly and chop out a bunch of shit. So yeah. you know, you know, Melter might go, oh, that match was three stars, but yeah, they fucking made me go home early. Yeah, you know, uh, there's so much that goes on that a lot of people can't even imagine. But um, you know, especially with the announcers, you get, I did commentary once. I had to wear the headsets and just to hear all those people talking in your ear, and then you're trying to have a a thought and spit it out. I can't even imagine that. That's one thing. That's an art form. I can't, you know, people are very critical, myself included of some of the commentators, but holy crap. How do you, how do you do that? How do you think? I I can barely think when no one's in my ear. Yeah. I did it once on Sunday night heat and it was, it was cool, but it was awkward. (laughs) It was so awkward. All right. We're going camera two. And, the, and you're just hearing all this mm-hmm. stuff, and you're like, uh, 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 you know. Um, but uh, Travis, yeah. Steen- uh, uh, was there another part of that question? No, no. Um, no, I think that covers it. Uh, Travis Steenstra wants to know: Have you ever had to reshoot a segment on a taped show? On a taped show? Oh, uh, no. Well, I've had to do multiple takes of, you know, uh, a segment, mm-hmm. like. We like once we filmed it, we filmed it. 
you know, but like, you know, you say something and then you, you flub it up or you have to do another take because, you know, the guy producing it wasn't happy with your inflection or cadence or whatever, right. stuff like that. Or, you know, somebody's interviewing you and then while you're doing the promo with them, you're watching their lips as they're saying the promo back to you and it's kind of <laughs> fucking you up and you're just like, uh, please stop doing that. And then, uh, <laughs> But, uh, no, nah, I've never had to, like, film something, then go back, and they go, oh, shit, we forgot this, and then go back and film mm-hmm. it again. Uh, I've not, I, like, if if I've had to re-shoot something, I've done multiple takes right at that time. Um, Mark has another question. Can Meany and Josh name their Mount Rushmore of believable men's and women's wrestlers? And I thought that was interesting, because it wasn't your favorite wasn't the best, yeah. most believable. You want to sure. do your, uh, you want to go well, first? Uh, number one would have to be Bruno, I guess. You know, just for the fact that, you know, anytime, I, anytime somebody goes, oh, you're a wrestler. Uh, man, I remember why I used to watch Bruno. That's when wrestling was real. Mm-hmm. You, know? <laughs> you know, when people equate wrestling with Bruno San Martino, they go, ah, oh, that's when wrestling was real. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, real guy. I'm, you know, there's so many. I'm sure you could say Luthez, whatever, but I never really got a chance to see him. So, you know, uh, you know, Bruno was real. Steve Austin was the real deal. Mm-hmm. You know, um, who else was real? Like, uh, real from the, uh, Shooters or just like, no, no, I think like from like, so, so I'll give you just from some of the men that are thinking in my mind already. Like for me, uh, Steve Austin would be one of them. Bret Hart would be another one. Uh, Taz in ECW for me was, was real. When I saw Taz, like, like I knew, you know, I knew what I was watching, but he would, but I'd always look at that and like, always kind of second guess in the back of my mind, like, oh, someone really pissed him off. You know, like you, you start telling yourself, like, I know this is a work, but I think Taz got hot, in, which maybe he did. <laughs> maybe, maybe that happened in some of those. But, you know, so that, that was how I read it, and that was for, you know, for me, like I saw things like that. Like, for instance, like Hulk Hogan, never in a million years would he be on that yeah. list, you know? Yeah. Um, even a guy for like, uh, like Shawn Michaels, who I love, um, I don't know that I'd put him on that list. There was a right. whole lot of high flying, flamboyant stuff, but like, there was something about some of these other guys just seemed so damn real. Um, but in that regard, I think I'd have to throw in like a Sabu, too. Like, yeah, or a fucking New Jack. Scar- Look at this because it was yeah, real. Jack. Yeah, uh, Bruno, uh, Stone Cold, Bob Backlund. Mm. Because, like, every week he was doing, like, like one week he would do the fucking Harvard step test and just yeah. do that for an, the, an hour for the whole show. You're like, man, holy shit. And then you try to do it, and you're, like, do four, and you go, ah, fuck it. Right. You know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> fuck that shit. Um, uh, yeah, fucking, you would have to say New Jack, right? Yeah. What about women? And I don't know. A lot of things, a lot, a, a lot of things rappers rapped about doing. New Jack really did. Yeah. What about women? I, I mean, would, Medusa. I, I was gonna say, yeah. 
For I was going to say, I don't think anyone, I, I don't mean to be, you know, rude about it, but there's not a lot today, unfortunately, because of the way they're presented. Like a Shayna Baszler or a Ronda Rousey, right off the Shana's bat, I'd real. have to put on there. But then it's like, so I guess if we look at it as like who can be real versus, because Shayna Baszler at the same time, she's losing to Lana or something, like, no. Like that's not ha- that's not happening in real life under any circumstance. Not a knock on not on Lana, but it's just never happening. So that kind of helps take you out of it. But yeah, I'd have to say. But like, that, that 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 adds to the credibility because you go, yeah, in real life that wouldn't happen, right? So that, that's another reason to go, oh, that's that person's real. Yeah. So Shayna Baszler, Medusa, Medusa is my number one because mm. you know I would watch, I would look at the after magazines. She's doing kickboxing and shit. You're like, holy shit. Yeah. You know? Um, who else is there? I would have to say Bull Nakano. Mm. Uh, I mean, she, she, I mean, watching those, you know, the tapes of her in Japan and then before, you know, before she came to WWE, she was just like a badass. Just like, you know, I just saw a clip the other day of like, you know, when they hand the wrestlers flowers and she takes the flowers and just throws them and says, like, you know, fuck your flowers. You know? <laughs> so... Oscar's one pre pre WWE, Oscar. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but yeah, Medusa I think would have to be on the list. Oh well, you know, I'll throw Natty Neidhart on there too. Natty I mean, is someone who I feel could legit. Yeah, and it's tough sometimes. It really is tough to kind of uh, separate their presentation versus you know because I feel like back in the day they were presented more the way they are. Now they're presented more in a, you know, just this is what we've come up with and oh here's you know insert wrestler here like okay this is the match we're doing no matter what okay who's going to yeah. be in it is it going to be natty is it going to be lana is it going to be that like who's going to be in this in the match yeah. um but yeah i thought that was a fun oh that, that was a great question um jonathan chambers writes any favorite episodes of the golden girls <laughs> shit you know, it's, I know somebody was just talking about, like, three people I know said, uh, I just started watching The Sopranos for the first time, and I'm like, and automatically I was like, oh, wait till you get to the Pines Barons episode. But mm-hmm. when it comes to Golden Golden Girls, man, there's so many good ones. Um, that reminds me, we've got the 86 Weeks shirt coming soon <laughs> to uh, Pressling Tees. It's fantastic. <laughs> That's awesome. I love our community. Uh, fuck. The, the the one thing that used to drive me, that what that drove me nuts about the Golden Girls is uh, they would always do that fucking end of season recap show. It's just like, oh. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, you have to get it's back like so, to me Some of the writers, like, they just wanted to go on vacation early or something. I don't know. Yeah. yeah um, it's like the last day of school when you're just uh, signing everybody's yearbooks and uh, you're not really teaching a lesson, but you're just, you know, going over what you guys did. For yep. Their, Oh, part those, of the year. those are the best days. Yeah. Um, at Johnny Russell writes, you can only watch three horror movies for the rest of your life. What are they? Uh, fun question. Nightmare on, Nine, Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Yeah, definitely three not Warriors. 2. I don't know why I put 2 up. Definitely not 2. 3. 2 is garbage. Yeah. Um, uh, hold on. Let me see. Um... That's my all-time favorite. Nightmare on Elm Street 3, uh, Dream Warriors. 
Then there would have to be the Hitcher with uh, Rutger Hauer and C. Thomas Howell, which is a fucking underrated. It's 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 not really a horror movie, but it's like suspense horror where uh, C. Thomas Howell picks up this hitchhiker. Like he works for a rental car company. He's returning a, a car, driving mm. a car back across country or whatever, returning it. He picks up a hitchhiker and it's just C. T- I mean, uh, Rucker Hauer, one of the best villains ever. Mm. And th- this movie, like to this day, that movie to this day still fucking, you know, gives me the creeps. Yeah. Uh, probably The Exorcist, just because it fucked me up so much as a kid. Mm. I remember I watched that movie and I was like, uh, "Can somebody check on me while I'm sleeping?" <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> Like, I can't go to sleep. Oh, we'll keep coming in and checking on you. I'm kind of, yeah, I'm not sure with, like, I think for me it would be Nightmare on Elm Street 3, uh, the first yeah. Scream. And remember, I was at that age. Yeah. That, that I was, like, the prime age at that point for, you know, uh, I was high school, they were high school. You know, I was I was into yeah. that. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah, so I'm, also, think I'm, always, I'm also trying to think what's a, considered a horror movie. You know? Well, that's the thing. Suspense, thriller versus horror. There are some that are like that fine line. Um, but, um, but no, you named some good ones there. Uh, question from James Sorensen. Uh, James Sorensen writes, peanut M&M's or peanut butter M&M's? Although peanut he M&Ms. spelled the second M&M's like M&M the rapper. So peanut M&M's or M&M the rapper with peanut butter on him? Uh, peanut M&M's Yeah I'm gonna say Peanut M&M's too Every day and twice on Sunday mm. Pretzel like M&M's sh- can sometimes Those are pretty good sometimes And you need I like to bite the shell I like to bite the shell in half And then extract the peanut 100% do the same thing yeah. <laughs> 100% do the same thing And I like it on like, ro- on like long road trips Because it, it makes the snack It extends the snack Yes you know? Um. Uh, okay, here's one. Um, what are your thoughts on the Van Halen Three album? This comes to us from Doom Buggy Dev. Great question. Uh, I liked it. Uh, they were just doomed. For, well, no pun intended. They were just doomed. You know, going to the, like Gorilla Monsoon would say they went to the well one too many times with getting a new singer. Mm-hmm. But um. There's a, there's a there's a weird dynamic with the Sharon thing, where I think it could have worked if they had gotten Gary into the band and just did, went and did a tour and played together live for like a year and a year and a half, and then went into the studio and did an album mm-hmm. where they uh, just did this album kind of cold, and an album's good, but it's very experimental. It's very not Van Halen, but it is Van Halen. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, uh, I got you. I can hear like, there's a song on there called once. And I'm just like, and that's a Peter Gabriel song. Uh, that could easily be like Peter Gabriel, which is one of Eddie's favorite artists. Mm -hmm. Eddie loves Eddie's a huge Eric Clapton mark, huge Peter Gabriel mark. And, uh, a huge Alan Holdsworth mark who, uh, if you listen to Eddie's playing and you go listen to Alan Holdsworth, you're like, ah, I can see where Eddie, that's a, 
uh, Alan Holdsworth was like this experimental uh, guitar player, and a little bit like a jazz player, and uh, Eddie loved him. So a lot of those influences, like that Eddie didn't do on like previous albums, came out on Van Halen Three, and Van Halen Three was a greater album. I don't give a shit what anybody says. I love it. I love anything Eddie Van Halen because, dude, you have the second greatest guitar player since maybe Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, like, uh, I'll yeah. I'll spot you Jimi Hendrix. To me, it's Eddie Van Halen, but I'll spot you Jimi Hendrix. You want to say sure. Hendrix? Okay. But as far as uh, innovation, you know, and inspiring a generation of players to where, like, Eddie not only inspired, uh, he, he created a way to play that a lot of people hadn't done, but he created technology sure. for guitar players, you know. Uh, and I'm not a guitar player. I can't read a lick of fucking music. But I, I used to always buy the guitar player magazines to read his interviews. I had no idea what he was talking about. But, <laughs> uh, awesome. Flanger, all right, whatever. Okay, Ed, yeah, sure, all right, you know. That's awesome. But, yeah, he created so much technology that's still being put out from, you know, uh, drop D tuning and then, you know, his own line of amplifiers and stuff like that. And um, there is a, uh, yeah, a drop. D, there's a, I want to say there's a John Mayer song and an Oasis song, I think, that are both drop D. Yeah. And they're so, like, like, I love drop D tuning, and I hate it because, A, you have to fucking retune your entire guitar to play one song because yeah. not all of us have 15 guitars just sitting there waiting, you know, to uh, be tuned to whatever. But um, it's so cool. It's 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 such a unique sound you're able to do things you just can't do otherwise that's so you know yeah yeah he, there's this thing i just watched a video where he's explaining it and he's he goes okay you just pull this out boom and it goes to drop d tuning hmm. and then if you don't want to play and drop d anymore you just push the thing fucking back in i don't know it goes back is. to the regular tuning that's weird yeah it, yeah i'll send you the video he god damn it somebody just put out a video he um did a video visiting somebody and it's fucking driving me nuts. Um, give me two seconds. All right. Um, while we're giving the meanie two seconds, we're going to remind you one more time to go over to manscape.com. Use the promo code meanie, save yourself 20% and free shipping. Uh, your balls. Well, thank you. Um, also cellotoys.net and JB toys one on Instagram for the new mind of the meanie action figures. You can, Pre-order those. And uh, while he's taking just that one more second, we're going to talk about ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie, where you can get some great merchandise. Uh, let's also remind you to go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Blue Meanie uh, and ProWrestlingTees.com slash So Says Chernoff to get some great things. And you know what? I'm going to take this last 30 seconds to tell you all about YouTube.com slash So Says Chernoff, which is just about 17 away from hitting 1,000. Uh, just put some new interviews up there with the good brothers, uh, and Deanna Parazzo, the virtuosa. Um, these are interviews that I did for fight a couple days ago. They're good. They're fun. Check them out. Um, and subscribe if you would be so kind, but of course, make sure you subscribe to youtube.com slash mind of the meanie. Um, also go to mind of the That'll take you to uh, a huge link of all of our things. The only issue is it, it might ask you some weird question of whether or not like it's okay to be a part of it. We're having some issues 
Uh, so any of our PodScrap members who are really good at that, um, I don't know what the hell's going on. I tried to contact GoDaddy, um, and I don't know what is going on with our website because uh, I tried to just forward our domain to something else, and it's all kind of screwed up now because someone changed something, someone we were working with before to get the website up there. He, like, changed a key or something, and it it just... Everything went to hell in a handbasket. So in the meantime, you can just go to all of our social media um, and get all of our wonderful links there. But try mindofthemeanie.com. See if it's working now. Welcome back, Meanie. Uh, yeah, Eddie uh, visited this guitar player named Jason Becker. Mm. That's the name I was talking Jason Becker was this virtuoso. Guy was going to be like the next Eddie Van Halen. Not to be confused with the virtuosa who no. I just interviewed. Check that out, youtube.com slash so says sure enough. Subscribe. But, uh, yeah, Jason Becker came down with Lou Gehrig's disease. Mm. So uh, there's a video where that uh, Jason Becker's family just put up in memory of Eddie, and they never released before. Eddie visited Jason Becker, and he brought him uh, he brought him a guitar, signed guitar, hung around with the family, played Jason's guitar, and uh, this is right around the time of Van Halen 3. And he's playing a guitar, and he's uh, demonstrating how he does drop D tuning wow. in the video. And it's just like, you know, where you you put the strings through for the, uh, you know, the, the to bring them up and then put them up the neck and all that stuff, mm -hmm. like the down at the bass where you play. There's oh. a little pin down there he pulls out, and his guitar goes to drop D tuning. Yeah, you have to send like this that. to me. That's really interesting. Yeah, and he's just sitting there just fucking jamming. He's playing songs that hadn't even come out yet. and That's awesome. Songs that were, songs that were in the chamber for Van Halen 3. And That's awesome. Album was great. Uh, I loved it. I loved it. Um, you know, I'm an unapologetic Eddie fan. I don't care. But I've, uh, I've heard yeah, that. It's a good that. album. <laughs> I mean, if they would have called the band something else, maybe. Yeah. But then again, his name's Van Halen. It's kind of hard, right? Yeah. Uh, but like I said, they should have probably just toured first and then, you know, get a feel for each other. And then through that process, you know, start writing together. Because, like, after that tour, they were working on a second record, you know, before, uh, you know, uh, Gary you know, gave shit can Gary and brought Sammy <laughs> back. But, uh, yeah, they were working on a second album. And uh, never came to. They recorded like two songs and stuff. Did you hear the uh, Sammy Hager reference on AEW? <laughs> yeah, that was I fantastic. Well, here's the funny part about you know uh, the Sammy Hager thing is, uh, Jericho's fucking uh, click is called the Inner Circle, mm -hmm. and Sammy Hagar has a band called the Circle. <laughs> That's funny. It's uh, Sammy Hagar, Michael Anthony, uh, Jason Bonham. And I can't remember his guitar player's name because I'm not a big fan of his guitar player. But. Call him Joe. Joe. Yeah. Just Joe. Yeah, I, I judge players by if they can handle Eddie's material when they play with Sammy. Wow. So I don't like the way he, he plays Eddie's tunes. I'm sure their reg, his regular songs with Sammy's are, are great. but um, So we're going to do three more questions here. Sure. Because they're all really good. Uh, good. We'll start with... James Sorensen, favorite Dark Side of the Ring episode. Wow. Um, they just did ad-free shows. Um, mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I didn't get a chance to see that yet, but I'm going to have to check that out. Probably the Bruiser Brody one, just for the fact that, you know, uh, A, that was the uh, documentary that kicked off the whole series. Mm -hmm. But the fact that it still fucking bothers me that that story wasn't a bigger story than when it was, and then they went and did the documentary about it. You know, how does a, a, a wrestler get murdered in the locker room in Puerto Rico and it's not a bigger fucking issue, you know? Yeah. So, uh, the fact that they, they were I always, you know, for even before they did that episode, I was like, man, there needs to be a fucking movie about Bruiser Brody. Yeah. There needs to be a documentary about Bruiser Brody. I would pitch Bruiser Brody to anybody, you know, oh man, check this story out, you know? But, uh, yeah, that, that, that was my favorite episode. Probably second one was probably the Gino Hernandez one. Because Can I be uh, with you? It's the only one I've never seen. Really? Yeah, it's I have a, to it's see pr- it. it uh, I won't. I won't get in, into details. But uh, yeah, my brother told me too. He's like, "You haven't seen that one?" And I was like, "I for whatever reason, it just like it was like, oh, okay, I'll watch this one instead, you know, and I'll get back yeah. to the other one." And I just never did. But at this point. Yeah. Yeah, definitely watch it. And they just announced uh, for season three to doing Brian Pillman. I think that's so. That's that's going to be fantastic. That's, it's going to be a two parter. So Steve Austin, and that's what I was going to say. My uh, um, my top would have to be either Owen Hart or yeah. uh, or Benoit, and the yeah. reason being, these were things because of you know my age, my time period as a fan. They provided a, a a fraction of closure to stories that there will be no closure for, you know. Yeah. But they were finding out as much information about the incidents that happen in those, um, especially the Owen Hart one. Really seeing his kids, seeing. Martha seeing what they were able to create um, with the money that they received that they were able to create this incredible fund. And I wish that was a two, I wish that was a two parter as well. Me too. My camera's gone again. Um, And it's back. Um, I think it just can't handle being on this long Um, time for a new camera. Uh, No, I I, I think uh, Sean Jones says, I still haven't watched the Owen episode. Oh man, you have to. Cause the thing is there was, it, it, it there's never going to be closure on his his passing. It, it's not going to happen. It, it's it's something that never should have happened, and it, it's always going to be horrible. But there was something yeah. great to be able to see his kids grown up and look at them and see what um you know decent people they've become and and just kind of like because one of the most heart wrenching things about what happened to him was thinking of of his children like that yeah. was. So to me, to be able to see them being well, if that makes sense. Level-headed. And yeah, that was... Well-adjusted in such yeah. a, a horrible instance. Yeah. Um, that was, uh, you know, that, that I, to me, I thought that that was something really um, uh, important. Um, it definitely put me on Team Martha, too. Yeah. You know what? That was something too because that that's something that needed to be done. 
You That's know, a because, great point because she had been villainized. And if not villainized, yep. she had been placed yep. in like a, oh, she just doesn't understand his importance to the wrestling world and all that stuff. Well, guess what? What about now Owen's we've got legacy? A, a micro brawler of Owen Hart. We've got Owen Hart merchandise. She gets it. She understands that all of that stuff, proceeds are going to the foundation. All of the, you know, yep. there, there's, there, there's, you need to watch it to understand her side. Um, and I have such a huge respect for the fact that she wasn't, I have respect for, for everything that she She's, went through. She and, stood her ground. What's she that? stood her ground. Yeah. She stood her ground. Which and and when uh, his son said about, in the thing about how, you know, they'll ne- he'll never sign off on Owen being in the Hall of Fame and doing something like that. You know, I looked at it and I said, you know what? He shouldn't be. It's his family, you know? It's supposed to be in the Hall of Fame is an honor for the person. If they've passed, it's an honor for their family. Family doesn't want it. Who are you honoring? You right. Know? Um, and now I think we're in a position where he's being he's being represented. He's not being forgotten. And I think that's a great thing, too, that who he was and his wrestling career is not forgotten. But, yeah. you know, it, it's it's time to show that respect to the family. But... Um, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Two more questions here. Um, Devin Miller writes, does Meany or Josh enjoy any kind of country music? Yeah. Yeah. I was uh, never I a don't, big country I, fan, I, but my wife's kind of turned me on to I'll something. Put it, I'll put it this way. I don't seek it out, but when it's on, I enjoy it. You know? You know what I'm saying? Uh, Mrs. Um, Meany Mrs. more in the country than... Me, she she listens to country. Uh, no, I mean, she's not diehard. Let me, I, we, but like, it, it can't be like like uh, you know my 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 truck and my dog country. It just doesn't like get. But like, uh, she thinks my tractor sexy. Yeah, like that's. I'm just like all right, all right. All right. But uh, no, you I know, do like I do I do. I yeah, like Darius Rucker. Uh, he's phenomenal. So good. I love his yeah. stuff, but I'm a, you know, I, I love Hootie and the Blowfish too. Um, yeah. But uh, they got a bad rap. Yeah. I don't know why. Cause they were just too popular. They were too successful. Yeah. Yep. Familiarity Dar- breeds contempt. Yep. You know? Darius Rucker, a uh, huge wrestling fan. Big uh, Flair Country fan. Big Crockett fan. Yep. Um, give him a call. Get him on the show. Um, <laughs> I don't have that point. Uh, I, I, I I do want to get, like, Dr. Ken on here because I knew he grew up in Carolina. And yeah, the- Dr. Ken, um, oh, I, I, I know I, you I have 150 shows now on Fox, um, but uh, we'd love to have you on at some point. That would be a special. Yeah, man. Um, and, uh, hey, you know what we need to do? I'm going to write it down. We need to schedule uh, time to film, <laughs> film uh, our special for YouTube. Yeah, with uh, Wildcat belts, he's down. He told yep. me he's, he's he's down. So that's kind of I did I did I did I filmed a commercial for him too. Good. I love Andrew. He's a great guy, man. He's just such a good fucking person. Yeah, I love Andrew I've too, known- but it's a different Andrew because I haven't met the other one. Well, um, the one I love, uh, you know, our our careers kind of ascended together. Yeah. Like he managed through Norm Connors and Steel City Wrestling as I was. 
breaking in, but then he started getting into the belt making, and he is he's got what he's got now, and it's it was so cool to watch him do that. Yeah, to grow. Oh, oh man, he's going to be by the end of this. When I start asking questions, he is going to regret agreeing to do this because <laughs> I am such a belt mark. Like I just you know. Yeah, same it's here. Gonna, it's going to be all the way down to like, so when you imprint the leather, how much pressure would you say you're putting on the, it, like, I, I, I want to know everything, which by the way, shout out again, and we're plugging ad-free shows. Yes, we have a show on ad-free shows uh, that is free. You can watch That Was Extreme for free. So we're not encouraging you to order, you know, to subscribe to ad-free shows for that. Uh, but man, they, that uh, title chase, have you had a chance to see it yet? I need to watch it. I waited because I didn't want to watch it when I'd be like disturbed. I didn't want to watch it like, like I made sure I found a time and it was like eventually like everyone went how, to sleep. How long is it? How long? 40 it? minutes or so. That's good. It is so uh, incredibly produced. Um, I want to see it. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I, I told Conrad, I'm like, dude, this is. This is so good. This is so good. And he, you know, gave all that credit over to uh, to Dave Silva who and and uh, uh, Chris McDonald, who then Dave gave all the credit to Chris and uh, and Chris said thank you. Um, but uh, no, they there's everyone who was involved um, in that just did such an amazing job. I wasn't sure what to expect. It is so detailed um, about that one specific U.S. title belt. And the next one they're going to be doing next month is about the tag titles that were, and these are belts that, you know, if you've been to Starcast, you've had the opportunity to hold these belts and yeah. I've held, you know, it's going to be the tag titles that Owen and the Bulldog held and, and Austin and Mick and all that stuff. These, I, I, I'm just, I'm like over the moon excited for this. Like this, this is like, I feel like someone made something that was like made just for me. Like that's how, yeah. you know, um, so definitely go out of your way to check that out. Um, this is like your only fans video. It really <laughs> <custom> video. <laughs> you strip those belts down and show me everything you got. Um, give it a little polish. Yep. Mm. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, it, it, it's, uh, man. So, um, so good. Anyway, uh, I'm sorry. I'm just picturing those belts without their... Uh, you just went catatonic for a second there. Man. No, I was reading one of the comments that was sent in. Um, oh. to see, I now pre-read our comments. There's a concept. Um, but uh, anyway. Um, okay, last question here comes I'm from... I'm Burgundy? <laughs> last question comes from Lonnie Reimer at that dude Lon. Uh, fun question for you. Good. Would you rather be able to see 27 seconds into the future, but you'll get diarrhea for a day, or be able to turn water into beer whenever you want, but it's always Milwaukee's best ice that's warm? What? Get diarrhea? <laughs> Continue to have diarrhea? I would I would st need to stop having diarrhea in order to get diarrhea. <laughs> oh, uh, I would rather just have the beer. Fuck it. 
because uh, if I see 27 seconds into the future, I'm going to go, but wh- what, you know? Yeah. But then again. <laughs> 27 20 seconds into the future, you're like, oh, yeah, it's me sitting on the toilet having diarrhea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I see in your future a lot of wiping. <laughs> and chafing. Oh, man. Uh yeah, well, this was, this was a lot of this was a great ask meanie. I thought, yeah, it this was, was a lot it of was. fun. Um, but uh, well, the beer gives you diarrhea too, so you get the beer shits. So here's the thing: like, I feel like somewhere like diarrhea needs to be removed from the equation. Although sometimes a good bout of diarrhea is what you need. Start fresh. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I'm feeling a little bloated. Yeah, let me get some. Need some bad cheese on purpose. Do you have a button you can press with all this talk, Meanie? Not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting that at some point. I already hit us with the. Anyway. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, you hit that. Oh, I didn't get the uh, the Karen. Son of a bitch. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to find it for everybody. So there's a video that's going around. Um, Where did I send it to you? Meanie is like a... a that, that, <laughs> so Meanie does not spend all of his time on one form of communication. So when I have to go like find where I sent this to, it's like, all right, was this on Twitter? Was this on a, a text? Was this a DM? Um, did you send it to me or did I send it to you? I think you sent it to me. Yeah, okay. Well, it's not in this one. Did I text it to you and I just don't see it? Um, um, oh, here it is. Okay, all right. We're not going. We're not going to listen to the whole thing. We'll go to the last like. Oh, the whole thing's so fucking. Yeah, but here we go. Stop it! Ah! Ah! No! No! Ah! Put your arms back. Stop resisting! Let go! No! I am not under arrest. Leave me alone! <laughs> this is a woman who, from what I gathered, like wasn't wearing a mask in in a place where she had to wear a mask, and the cop just kept being like. You have to leave. You have to leave. And like he had his hand on her wrist and she just kept yelling about well, all right, here we go. Let me let me just bring it back. She just oh. kept yelling about um let's bring it to the part where she starts yelling. Here you go. Let go of me. I'm happy you step out. This is the vi- this is because the police out. department are ignorant of the constitutional rights. Okay. This is why this man has his hand on me, uh-huh. and he's on my personhood, and I have the right to protect my personhood. Okay. No, the right to protect her personhood. This woman, you gotta fight. <laughs> oh, you're right. Protect her personhood. <laughs> I tried to make it work. This woman dressed in. I guess Jimmy Snooka chic. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck she's like. She, it, it was unbelievable. If you like, yeah. look, I'm not, we're not here to get into, yeah. don't get into politics. Don't get anything like that. But this, uh, privileged woman. Yes. Just let's put it this way. You know that 
that you're being treated differently than other people when you have the ability to cut a whole two-minute promo into the camera while a cop gently touches your wrist. You know what I mean? Like, And then at the end, when she was finally being arrested for you know, everything she did in that video, um, having to be dragged out, and I don't even know if she was arrested. Chances are she was probably just like they cuffed her so she could they'd sit her down and like have a conversation. But I mean, she just screamed and screamed. It was the funniest thing. You love to see things like that happen to these people. Um, to assholes. Yeah, it's just like, come on. Like, what is, come on. Um, that takes way more, much more energy than just put a fucking being mask a good on. You just put a fucking yeah, mask on. Yeah. Irresponsible piece of shit. Like, yeah. come on. You know, it's like wearing a seatbelt. Just fucking put it on. Yeah. There's that great, here's the thing, and people, like, my my brother reminded me of this, which I think I may have sent to him, which I think you may have sent to me, or I sent to you, I don't know, whatever it was. It was a <laughs> meme that basically explained wearing masks. And I want to share it with everyone, not the meme, but I'll explain it to you. So, they compared it to someone pissing on you, all right? Right. So, the, the pants are the mask. So, if neither of you are wearing pants and someone pisses on your leg... Uh, you're going to be soaked in urine. If you're wearing pants and they're not and they piss on you, you're not going to get as wet because your pants are going to absorb some of it, but you're still going to get a good amount of piss on you. But if you're both wearing pants, they're just pissing themselves. Nothing gets on you. And that's pretty much it. So wear your fucking masks because it is, it is January 18th as people are listening to this on Monday, 2021, and AEW just moved for the second time, just moved their show in New Jersey um, that was rescheduled for February because when they rescheduled it for October and thought this shit will be over by then, and then had to reschedule in October for February because they thought this shit will be over by then. They've now rescheduled it for September. So for the love of God, I want to go to that show. Um, yeah. let's, uh, let's, just, let's just not be a bunch of idiots, right? Yeah. That's it. Don't be an asshole. Don't be an asshole. Um, uh, so, yeah. That's all I that's that's all I gotta say about that, as uh as our good personal friend Steve Austin would say. And by yes. our good personal friend, I mean I met him once. And Meanie is actually friends with him. So uh that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Meanie's a big shot, he has cameo. Um oh, yeah. hey, who wants to start sending messages to Cameo going the fuck? Yeah. No, I yeah. mean there are people on Cameo and like I legitimately have had people be like, oh, do you have a cameo? As far as I'm concerned, that's, that's money out of my pocket, cameo. You know, people might want me to sing happy birthday to them or tell them to stop yeah. looking batteries, okay? Right. I could be saving the world right now. You don't know. But more <laughs> importantly than that, Meanie, hashtag balls out for Virgil. Yes. Um, everybody, if you haven't done it yet, what are you doing? Hashtag balls out for Virgil. Tell us what you want. If you want to send us a thing that says meat sauce, fine. 
He's going to mention it anyway. I'm here for the mind of the meat sauce. Yeah, mind mind of the meat sauce. That's it. Please make him say that so so Slichter can make us a shirt. Yes. Um, we saw the meat. We just need the sauce. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah. God. Fucking balls. <laughs> just not plural. There's just one. It was like fucking. You have uh, to imagine based on his positioning that it was his right ball, but you don't know. For all I know, there's they're either you know hanging low. Uh, maybe there's a testicular torsion going on there. Like who knows what? I don't know the situation. It's like the movie The Blob. When it starts coming out of the movie theater, it's just pouring out of his fucking shorts. By the way, I'm going to write this down because Anthony Camerata is suggesting Mind of the Meat Sauce should be the episode title. Um, <laughs> I think I think How Do You Spell Wait. Balls might actually get crossed off. What do you think, Meanie? Uh, yeah, Mind of the Meat Sauce. Mind of the Meat Sauce. Yep. All right. That's it. That's it. We have a winner. <laughs> See, you can we also... We have a winner. Um, you can also... Uh, you can also join our Patreon so that you can start naming our episodes for us. Um, nice. It's appreciated. Um, so, yeah, we're going to do that. Uh, episode 43, Mind of the Meat Sauce. Uh, fantastic. Um... Yeah, well, Manny, uh, I think it's getting to be that time to wrap this up. Take a little, uh, put a little t- bow on it. Yeah, and then we'll uh, maybe we'll take a little uh, bathroom break and go record our watch along. Um, so yeah. join Patreon.com/slash Mind of the Meanie if you want to be able to watch along with us and check out these watch alongs. We're going to be doing Royal Rumble '99. We did Royal Rumble '92 last week as a make good for uh, for December. Obviously, with the holidays, we had to push that. But uh, we're going to do Royal Rumble 99. We're going to do a watch along, which if you have a, a, a the appropriate tier, uh, $10 and up on Mind of the Meanie, you're able to watch that with us live. Uh, but any tier on Mind of the Meanie's Patreon, you will be able to check that out um, after the fact. So join now, patreon.com slash Mind of the Meanie, and, and check that out. I thought that was a great episode, the watch along that we were able to do uh, for oh, 92. Um and, uh, oh, James Sorensen asks, are there any royalties for naming episodes? Uh, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> we put you over on the episode. That's it. Um, yeah. and even then sometimes we'll just claim it was our own. Um, yeah. but yeah, so, uh, please join us over on Patreon. Join us at youtube.com slash mind of the meanie. Um, yeah, that's it. I mean, that's really... Got really nothing else to, to give at this point. No, uh, thank you for another great episode. Uh, if you'd like to support us, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Blue Meanie. Uh, if you'd like to uh, support uh, Mine and Amini, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mine and Amini. If you'd like to support Josh Chernoff, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash So Says Chernoff. Uh, and uh, get... The shirt he's wearing right now, uh, super uh, sarcasm is my superpower, my favorite shirt. 
Uh, if you want to support me, go to uh, cameo.com slash bluemeanivwo. And uh, anything else? Um, make sure to go to manscaped.com, promo code meanie. Save 20% and free shipping. Take care of your balls. Because uh, you never know when they might pop out during a cameo. And go to uh, Colin Elbow Wrestling. Uh, Colin Elbow uh, Brand.com. Wrestling Brand.com. Brand. Elbow, yes. Wrestling. Good point. Uh, use promo code MEAN and save 10%. They've got so many good shirts over there. Uh, a lot of quality shirts. Uh, go get the uh, Collar uh, BWO shirt. Collar and LBWO shirt. Because uh, you know, we took over. But yeah, go to ColinElbowBrand.com and you know say hi to Al and Rob Hicks. Uh, and make sure to join us again next Monday and every Monday forever and ever and ever and always for another trip into the mind of the meaning. The world of MLW Radio never stops. 